on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and maybe Nick will be talking to Johnny Osage Avenue to learn more about the customizing game and his fandom. After the chat, Matt and hopefully Nick will break down the latest episode of The Bad Batch, aka Star Wars Rebel Zero. They will also look forward to the remaining episodes and what may be in store for the gang. A possible release window for Mando S3 will be touched on as well, thanks to a leaked Screen Comics listing that outed some dates. The newly announced Ronin novel will also get some love before the show moves into new toy talk, starring Plastic Dave Filoni and his must-have Trapper Wolf Black Series figure. Finally, someone will close out the show with this week's fan segment, complete with questions of the week responses and a fresh batch of top five Star Wars artist features to appreciate. Punch it, Chewie. Everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show in full. That's right, I'm back. I'm done farting around. I've got enough diseases to last through the summer. Okay, so going to an amusement park for three days in northern Ohio, not the best idea. It was it was fun, Nick. It was fun. I missed talking Star yeah. Wars. And yes, we have a guest today. I'll, I'll get to our, our good friend Johnny Osage Avenue soon. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about uh, within two days of going to an amusement park, my little kid got sick. Oh, and now my wife is sick. And now <laughs> I'm starting to feel the sniffles. So I, I, I do not believe it's COVID, but it's just people spreading their germs it's people funk inhaling yeah. it i mean we went to cedar point I, are you guys familiar with cedar point i mean i know Mm-mm. it's it's Only huge here you. in the midwest and the east coast because it is america's roller coast um but again it's in ohio <laughs> midwest you get a lot of those knuckleheads up there i mean hey wear a mask if you're not vaccinated there wasn't a <laughs> single mask in three days there so um well, just I mean, be, they were all vaccinated right? yeah yeah, be, yeah right <laughs> be careful my friends i know we all want to get out again and, and, and trust me it was fun it was hot as fuck standing in lines for rides but it was enjoyable but uh it was definitely a reminder that i do not like humans i will continue <laughs> not to like humans and i have no problem just just chilling here in uh in the star wars time show man cave headquarters for the rest of my life but anyways yeah. enough about me this is a star wars time show guest day yes if you're on the live stream you can see we have the talented johnny osage avenue that's at least his handle on instagram so uh for those of you that like to write things down it's johnny underscore o-s-a-g-e underscore a v E. Welcome to the program, Johnny. How's it going? Good, good, good. Thank you for having me. I'm really super stoked to be on. Like, really excited. Yeah, no, I'm a, talking, you guys are my, you guys are part of my Tuesday, Wednesday <laughs> fix. There yeah, we go. And, and, and we appreciate that. You know, me in particular, I'm the narcissist of the show. Anytime <laughs> anyone tells me or, or the show in general 
that they like us, it, it makes me, makes me smile. So it, it helps, it helps heal the wounds a bit from last week's solo episode where the first comment on YouTube was, man, it was so refreshing to hear you, Nick, without getting stepped on all the time. <laughs> so that, that's two uh, anti main dude comments so far. We don't get a lot that actually critique the show itself, but the two we have gotten, Right here, the main dude has gotten some pretty negative feedback. So uh, I'm just gonna shut up and let Nick talk the rest. Of it. No, I mean, hey, I get it. There, there are some, there are some episodes, and Johnny, I don't know if you you notice it as a fan, but there are some episodes when I get off, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just murdered Nick that episode. Like the poor guy's trying to tell a story, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. he's like, no, really, this lore is not. Blah, 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 blah. You hear my angry ass barking over him, so. Um, uh, whatever your name is, the rule of two, I will, I will try to take your, your feedback to heart and get a little better at that because it is something that I, I've noticed myself. I just get a little too excited and, and we all know this. Hey. I think I'm, I'm, I'm God's gift to star Wars fans. So when I have a thought or an idea, I just start spewing it out, whether Nick is on a great run himself or not. So apologies, my friend, I will try to yield the floor to you more often than not. <laughs> We all got to get our takes in, right? It's a yeah, limited right. time that we got to work together. So we got to get our takes in I know, while we but, got but the time. There is some times right. where I am definitely the Palpatine to your Vader. I just do not let you <laughs> do not let you get a, my limbs off. Yeah, I do not let you get a word in edgewise. But hey, we're not here to talk to Matt and Nick. We're here to talk to uh, Johnny, who uh, if you're not in the... I guess the, the toy community on, on Instagram, you, you might not be familiar with his work, but Johnny's one of our favorite, my personal favorite Star Wars action figure customizers. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but, but, wow. but your, your arena is, is creating custom figures, uh, but also uh, doing some, some paint jobs on custom dioramas, accessories, so on and mm. so forth. So you... I wouldn't necessarily say that you're in it for the toy photography. You're there to kind of support uh, the toy photographers with, with dio bits, but also to show off some of your uh, kick kick-ass customs, which again, if you're on the live stream, hopefully you can see uh, we're on Johnny's Instagram page here. We, we've got some of his more recent work. I know you, uh, you kind of team up with some other fans of the show here with the, the bat two seven, nine, seven crew to do some of your work. But uh, that, that's why Johnny is here. You know, we, we do interview people that are involved in star Wars, but we also love interviewing uh, fans of our little silly show, but just fans of star Wars and, and, and making art that honors the star Wars. Um, so like we always do, Johnny, let's get down to it. When did you realize that Star Wars was going to be a kind of a a life altering type of pop culture entry for for young Johnny? Oh. Did, did you get into it young or are you like Nick a little later, later down the, the path in life? I hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five. Age of five. Wow. Um, my my brother and sisters wanted to go watch it. Um, so like. I was five years old. Uh, the second youngest was nine. So the rest were like teen and teenagers, um, you know, young adults. And they couldn't go without taking their stupid kid brother. Oh. So, um, so I was stoked because I was like, I'm going to get popcorn. I didn't know what it was. 
I was in good popcorn, some soda, stuffed my face. And uh, so they took me. And, um, and this was sometime, uh, and this was when, you know, in 77 or so. Um, I don't remember which month, but I remember when we went, we went to a man's theater because those were big, big at that time. And um, all I know is that it had a balcony. So I'm sitting there. So it was like, you know, five, five of us went or four of us went, whatever. Five of us went. And so my brother and I had to sit somewhere else because it was packed. And we sat on the balcony. And so I'm sitting there. We're front row balcony. I'm sitting there and I'm just stuffing my face. And then all of a sudden those lights go off. And I don't remember anything but the blare, that boom, mm. you know. And I don't think I ate or drank anything the entire wow. time because <laughs> I was just like – and then after that, it was – everything was Star Wars. I mean I was like just – Everything was Star Wars. Now, after that, it was just everything. And so, um, I got some toys like pretty early on. I know that by by the time I was six, I was pretty pretty loaded with toys. But be- between the movie and toys coming out, um, Fisher Price would make Adventure People, and uh, I think probably my first custom was there was this one uh, uh, character or, or figure that had. Some some black pants, some blue shirt, and like a vest. So I remember painting the 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 white or the blue shirt with some white out. So like old school <laughs> white out, you know the the paint yeah. on kind, uh-huh. the brush on kind. So uh, so it can be a Han Solo or something like that. In look at that again. So this, was, so your was, your your art form literally coincides with your first screening. You are, you already decided. Hey, I saw this. It it wowed me. I'm I'm already gonna start customizing my figures because you know back in those days, my friends, you know, there, there's a lot of younger fans that bitch and moan about Hasbro as they should. But you know, Johnny makes a point, especially after the first movie. There there really was nothing, nothing to collect mm-hmm. or, or honor or recreate the scenes that you know little kids just kind of witness taking place there, like, like Johnny said. So I, I find that amazing that way back then you were already customize yeah i mean it was it was dry it was drawing things it was building things you know you use lego pieces to build things and make you know i guess what you would call now dioramas and just hacking at whatever you could to pretend that it was that toy and then as soon as it started coming out it was like you know frick it was like toys r us montgomery i mean i don't know people will know I'm, i'm almost 50 so montgomery wards um there was a place like a Target that is now with like food. It was called Jemco. I don't know if they have. Did those. you guys? You guys did you guys have those? a Children's Palace out west? A toy store? Or was that an East thing? East Coast. I don't. That might have been an East Coast thing. Yeah, I don't remember. Because we had those in Palace. Pittsburgh. It, it was Toys R Us, KB Toys, and and Children's yeah. Palaces. Those were the the toy stores I remember from from my own childhood. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, so. It was like everything, you know, and then as soon as the movie started coming out, it was getting those toys, getting those vehicles and, um, you know, also, you know, you know, playing hard with them. I mean, they, I mean, I have, I believe all of my figures from a kid, from, you know, when I was a kid, vehicles didn't make it. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were, so, they were so Johnny, your figures, <laughs> like all the paints kind of worn off. You got like missing hand pieces. I mean, cause I, I have mine too. So like their noses will be yeah. worn out or they're just covered they're in mud off. still. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I remember I was stoked to get the Re- the Hoth rebel trooper and, uh, I take them out of the package and 
his arm like broke off. So <laughs> it was a quick, it was taking it to the burner in the kitchen and melting it down and just sticking it back on. You there know? you go. So it, he had, you know, again, he's still like that. Honing, honing <laughs> his craft at an, at an early age. I, I find that amazing. Cause it's usually now, did any of your other family members get bit by the star Wars bug or was it just young Johnny was the only you know, one that was blown away? You by know, it? it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I had, I, they didn't care. I had some, I had one nephew cause again, I'm so down the road in, in my line of family that, uh, by the time my brothers and sisters had it, started having kids, they're kind of my age. I had one nephew that had toys, but he didn't really care for them. Like he, you know, he got them. He didn't really care, but nobody, nobody was so crazy about Star Wars that like I was. So did you, did you steal your nephew's about, well, toys? Cause he didn't care about them. Did you borrow no, them in quotes? Ass- no, that little asshole. I had to give him my walrus man. <laughs> I remember when I had my walrus Uh-oh. man, he, or whatever the grand Pumbaa, whatever his name is, he, Panda, he, yeah. um, he didn't have it. He wanted it. And I had to give it to him. And I was like, what the fuck? He's even like his stuff. But, <laughs> that, that's some yeah. shit. Was that like a big brother, big sister kind of putting the thumb down? No, like, Hey, that Johnny, was, that was, or, no. that was grandma and grandpa. Yeah. That was mom. So she yeah. had to listen. It's like, grow go. up, Johnny, just give it to your nephew. Yeah. And be like, he's older than <laughs> me. <laughs> Cause that, that, I mean, yeah. Nick, I don't know about you, but it, that's an interesting way for, I think a fan to become a super fan. Cause yeah. usually, especially for people in, I, I include myself in, in Johnny's era. I mean, I, I was born 80, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little younger, but it was still during the OT. They are still actively coming out. And obviously mm-hmm. I got into it through a parent. Uh, that's usually how it happens when you are, you know, tiny, tiny. Uh, but I, I do yeah. kind of find it fascinating that he kind of just got drug along with the older siblings. And, and he was the one to kind of, like I said, get, get bit. Cause, and that's, that's what it is. That's what it feels like. At least to me, it was a, you know, the first time you see this thing, it just completely consumes oh, your soul. It's like, what the hell is this real? Yeah, totally. When can I fly an yeah. X wing? When can I get a lightsaber? I mean, it was, it was that type of stuff, but very yeah. rarely yeah. do you have just a little kid just kind of stumble into it and then become a super fan. So I, I, I appreciate yeah. your, your first foray into the star Wars um, built into the DNA for some people. Yeah, And then like just, yeah. just how, as soon as you see it, boom, it, it plays happens. right into his, his customization, which again, if you're on the live stream, you can see some of his pieces and we'll be, we'll be diving into some of those more in depthly here after we get through interrogating Johnny about his love of star Wars. <laughs> you so we, we like favorites over here, right? You know, you, you can't just enjoy star Wars. You got to do very black and white type of choices, you know, kind of a, a, a Mary, what is it? Mary fuck kill type of shit. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we've got the trilogies out there. We've got the standalones. Are, are you someone that has a clear favorite at this point in time? Like a, a favorite star Wars film trilogy, if you yeah. will. I mean, I mean, again, I think it was funny because when you guys interviewed Trevor, I was like, and I was listening to that. I was like, wait, we're probably about the same age because we we're going through the same kind of, it was the kind of, same kind of stuff. Um, luckily I didn't read as much. Yeah. I was going to say, did you, did, did you spoil <laughs> the, the spoil Luke invader thing from empire? Yeah, like he did. No, no, <laughs> no. But, uh, but I would have to say empire. And, okay. um, I think, you know, for what it, for what it is, it was, you know, um, I probably watched star Wars 
twice before I ever saw Empire. Like that one time was the first time, initial time. Then I, of course, I had to see it again. Um, but um, Empire was, I mean, something I couldn't get enough of. Like anytime somebody was going to go watch it, I needed to watch it. Um, to this day, is my favorite film. It, yeah. As uh, it is for most most fans, and I, I'm an outlier here. Like, because I, I specifically remember my experience with Empire as a young kid, maybe too young. Uh, you know, the Hothwampa fucked me up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I used to be a little bit of a scaredy cat. <laughs> the Rancor did too in Jedi, to be fair. But I just remember as a kid not loving Empire. Probably again, I was watching it at one or two. So I had zero emotional capacity uh, to yeah, handle yeah. like bad guys losing. And that's all I still remember about Empire is like that movie made me upset because uh, I'm sorry, I meant the good guys lose. It's yeah, it's a movie for very young kids that you know sometimes uh, what what goes down and you know Luke getting fucked up and Han getting fucked up at the end you're just like holy shit that was a downer of an experience compared to the first one so while right. I while I respect ESBs it, it is I think a lot of you know I, I, go ahead it's it's the best yeah. for most fans. I'm but for me, it just it, it never resonated that way because it, of how upsetting the content was to my young, young, little emotionless brain. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, shit. I mean, the fact that Han Solo is dead, right, or he gets frozen or whatever. You don't know if there's going to be. Yeah. You're, you're hoping that he's going to be rescued or you're hoping that he's going to be alive. But he's basically dead. And so, yeah. you know. You, you anticipate that. Now as an adult, I mean, you can think, shit, this is, this is beautifully planned, right? Because it's leading, it's leading to that next one. I think that with all the other movies and even the, the, the animated stuff, it leaves these areas where you're like, you're, you're, again, you're jonesing for that next one. Where is it? Because I need to see what happens, you know? And yeah. so it's, I mean, again, as kids, we don't, I think, you know, it's like, oh, shit, that person got killed or they're not supposed to win and they're not supposed to that. And all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, you realize these things. So yeah. when you look at story. the OT, like the OT is, a, is is very interesting because even compared to the other movies on the side of it, you know, the the prequel and then the, the sequel trilogy, the OT essentially has two endings. Like the OT ends after episode four. Because Lucas was like, I don't know if we're ever going to make another one again. This thing just has to end. It has mm -hmm. to be able to stand on its own and end. And then it's really Empire is the only one in that in that trilogy where it's like, oh, there's definitely something coming after. Like you, you have this feeling that we're, like at the end, it can't end here. Like there needs to be more. And the same, you know, and then you go into Jedi and then everybody assumes after Jedi, well, it's all over. Boom. That's all. That's all the Star Wars. Yeah, we're Palpatine ever gonna get. So lives, like, Nick. Ooh. But now, yeah, he lived. You didn't see his ghost like float away. His, his essence yeah, skirted all, out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's very interesting for, for ESB and it makes sense as to why that's a lot of people's favorite because it's the one that builds the most anticipation. Like the other two, there's, there's really no anticipation to build out of necessity, uh, for, for a new hope because Lucas is like, well, this shit, this may make $15 and then I'm fucking broke forever. And then at right. the end of, of Jedi, it's like, he was, he was essentially done. And what was it that Harrison didn't even want to come back, right? He wanted to be, 
he's wanted, wanted yeah, to die. Yeah, yeah, he's wanted Han Solo to be dead since Star Wars. Forever. Like he was just good. He loves Indiana Jones, but for some reason absolutely yeah. despises Han Solo. I think he might have came around a little bit here in the end when they were throwing some millions yeah. at him, but um I, hey, whatever. I, I still love the guy. I think it's his birthday today, actually. Uh, at least Happy people birthday, were honoring Happy it on Harrison. Yeah, it's 79, almost 80, believe that. Han well, Solo you know, is almost 80. Kind of, those things are scary, right? Because they'll post like, you know, they'll flash a picture of, you know, Harrison Ford or and the thing that I don't know why, maybe because I'm getting old, but it's like shit, did they just die? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's yeah. what I think about it's every like, time, man. Like, no, I've time. um, you know, Nick, he's still a young swashbuckler. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah. when I crossed in the 40, you do, you start going, well, I, I could technically live by doubling my age, but it's starting to get a little, little dicey here, <laughs> especially with the, you know, you, you look around you these days, we got pandemics, half our country's on fire from a heat wave. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, are we really even going to be here in 40 years? But I, I don't, <laughs> let's not get all depressed. Um, um, no, I mean, that, that's, that's all. Uh, am I so, going to get my hot toys I ordered? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, know, right? That's the most important. <laughs> I, I've got, you know, I think it's up to like 5,500 now that they've, they've, oh, uh, no. I, well, yeah, cause they just revealed the armor and I, I have not pre-ordered her yet, but I do have a $25 oh. off code that they graciously gave me over at Sideshow. <laughs> so I need to do that's that. Awesome. Cause they, they fucking, they put ex- expiration dates on those codes, by the way. That's like so sideshow toys where <laughs> some of the cheapest shit is still over $200. They, they put expiration dates on a $25 coupon, which is essentially good to pay for the, the NRD shipping. or the shipping. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to bitch 25 bucks, 25 bucks, but why, why put an EOL on a coupon like yeah. that? You cocksuckers. All right. <laughs> so uh, I guess you know we're, we're talking favorites. You you've you've aligned with Trevor on ESB. So in terms of your favorite character, are you also a solo fanboy, or, or do you have another character that is your, your top I, uh, trilogy? Because again, it was a little bit until we got the prequels. It could be all uh, it, uh, any Star Han. Wars, really. Yeah. No. I mean, it's trilogy yeah, for sure. Han Solo, and the reason why is because he's human. Right. So yeah. like when we played in school, when we played pretend or whatever, I would pick him because, you know, it, it would, to me, it was like kind of goofy to have these force powers. Right. It, you can pretend to, to an extent until you get like secondhand embarrassment. But um, <laughs> you uh, he's human. Right. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Have, he doesn't have the force. He doesn't have all that stuff. So but but since we don't see him in the prequels, um, I became like very, very. I love the character of Obi Wan Kenobi, but not in the not in the not in the OT because it's like he's not there for very long. He you know, lies to this kid. And <laughs> well, he had yeah, he was himself. suffering from severe PTSD, and I think what we're going to learn yeah, also true. some form of meth addiction based on the way his physical appearance probably. deteriorates. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he was he was not probably not in the best headspace there. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think just like. Um, Oh, hell. Peter Cushing, Alec Guinness. I, oh, these yeah. guys were kind of at the end of their career. They've already done major shit. They've yeah. been in Oscar-worthy oh, of type of motion pictures. Yeah. I, both of those guys, if, if you kind of read interviews at that time, they were not too pleased with, I would assume, their agents who got them these, these jobs. I mean, 
these uh, days I would love if they're still alive if we could ask them be like hey do you guys still really hate the fact that you were in this massive uh, pop culture <laughs> entry billion dollar franchise right like yeah. literally literally sir alec people are still talking about this character they're, they're never going to talk about your cuckoo's nest character whatever movie you were no. in or no the bridge over he river Kwai. yeah yeah he, he's rolling over in his grave i know constantly. but i i i, 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 like- I kind of get what john what johnny's saying i mean it just, I mean, Alec did a great job, but you could almost sense sometimes like you can sense in Harrison Ford that they're, they're not a hundred percent thrilled to, well, to be there. Phone in it. Yeah. He's like, you yeah. know what? He's like, yeah, I'll just, yeah, he, your dad, he was a good friend or so. He, yeah, you know, like yeah, he just, yeah. he didn't, he didn't have the passion, but also like you mentioned, you know, like he was such a weird character, like in the original trilogy, even in his force ghost form, like you essentially, you like, I didn't really feel anything for Kenobi for the first time until return of the Jedi. When they have that conversation on the law, yeah, more of his lies are exposed. Finally, yeah. yeah. Like he finally yeah. breaks down to him. Like, look, this is what really happened. This I was trying to protect you. <laughs> yeah, this is like George that. writing like, yeah. okay, now I'm rich. I can make <laughs> yeah. as many movies as I want. So now I can actually flesh this shit out that I just kind of. Yeah. He's like, I got to fit. I got to fit three <laughs> movies worth of explanation into one conversation. Right. So when it comes out in 20 years, it makes sense. And then I'll make the prequels. <laughs> he has, and, like, and, hardly and, any lines. <clears throat> yeah. Right? No, he, has, he has hardly any lines in Empire. No, he's only got the Dagobah scene, like you know, Dagobah the, go to Dagobah. Yeah, he just he shows up in the yeah. snow, and then what? One more yeah. time when Luke's getting ready to jet, and Yoda's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. like, "Don't go." <laughs> All right, so I have I have a feeling where we might go with this next one, but uh, sometimes I screw the phrasing of this. But to you, what is a moment from the franchise that just just stands out? Again, sometimes I'm like, hey, if an alien came here and you had to, you know, sell a moment from Star Wars to try to get them interested into it, what what would that be for for Johnny? Uh, I would have to say the carbonite scene in mm. in in the Empire. Just that whole like getting in there because it's almost like everybody has a little bit of dialogue in it, and it's like watch what happens, and then it's. I think it's that scene. And I, and I, I don't know. I think it's because it, it builds so much to it that you're hoping that there's enough movie left for him to get rescued. Mm-hmm. You're hoping that's there's enough, point. you know, yep. you know, there's just enough and you know, like it doesn't happen. And you're like, ah, so I think, yeah. Well, cause, think cause yeah, at that what, point, you know. you know, that Luke has had the vision in, in his end route. Right. So I, I guess the first time mm-hmm. you see I think it, Luke, you, like Luke is on station at the yeah. time that he gets frozen. Okay. So like you, you could, you could still like in your head, you're like, he's going to show up right at the last minute and bang, he's going to save. Yeah, that's what I mean. See, we all want, his, you know, I'm an angry motherfucker and I still want my movies yeah. to end with the good guys winning. <laughs> but yeah, you know, empire that again, I go back to, I think that's why I, I don't consider it my my t- favorite is because at my age watching it I just was not emotionally capable to handle the fact that Luke is Vader's son he got his, his hand chopped off Han like Johnny said could potentially be dead you know C-3PO is all blown up in a sack he's become Chupio yeah. now um, yeah man I might have to go talk to someone yeah. about, about Empire I think it fucked me up well it was funny because a couple of few years back, I was, um, I'm sure people, some people know, but I'm sure you guys, I don't know if I told you guys, but I'm an architect. That's my, that's my 
my oh, my shit. my bread and butter. You don't just customize and, toys and make millions off of that. <laughs> oh you, no, you've ruined no, no. the immersion. Honestly, Johnny, I'll call you for my next house. Is it? I, I, heard, I, wanna... I heard about your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Nick Johnny's needs a new architect, <laughs> big time. Exactly. He needs some floor well, planning, by the way. You got any plans for floors to be installed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just bring five pieces up. Um, <laughs> no, but. Uh, um, we were doing, I was working for a, for, um, we were doing a job for a developer and, um, for some lofts or office, some, some industrial buildings out in LA and bad robot was going to come in oh, shit. and, uh, to just use it as storage space. And the rumor was that JJ was supposed to be around coming around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to meet this guy. Because I was like, why the hell did you kill Han Solo? <laughs> you know? And then, and, 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 you know, then like I was watching the last one and I was with my wife and I'm like, if they kill Chewbacca, I'm walking out. Like, <laughs> I think Matt said the same thing. I'd have to go back and listen to the, to the episodes. Like, cause we started like Star Wars time started right before TFA released. Like we started, I think the first episode of Star Wars time actually had like two other people on it too. Cause it was some people. Yeah, that we did, um, I think with. then we do, we did like a round table review of the force yeah. awakens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, after that, it was just us for the next seven years. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause the other, the other two guys didn't agree with us and they didn't love star Wars as much as we did. So we just kicked them the fuck yeah, out. So we're like, get the fuck out of here. What do you mean but you didn't like TFA? Actually, it's the first new star Wars movie in 10 years, loser. Like, you have to like all here, star I Wars. Think, <laughs> I think that you said something like that, Matt, during that, either during that podcast or the one right after you were like, if they kill Chewbacca, like I'm not going to be able to control yeah. myself. No, that, 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 that is true. And, and really, uh, going back to that scene Johnny's talking about, if you weren't an asshole like myself and read the entire script before going to see the movie, uh, that actually is one of the better little narrative threads in Trost, the whole chewy trickaroo thing. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't know how long you've been listening, but but Nick and I, we're fucking morons with Tross. And I'll, I'll take the blame because I was the, I was the ringleader. <laughs> But we, we go on Reddit leaks and they legitimately had the entire script, like at least the treatment. Oh, wow. I mean, it, they hit it from the opening credits to the end. They, they didn't miss a damn thing. So I, I knew knew everything coming. I already knew all the nonsense. So I went in the trust kind of overly spoiled, which is probably why I don't uh, have as much affinity for it these yeah. days. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that, that yeah. the Chewy scene was was great in Tross. If you went in with a blank slate, yeah, Just, knowing. yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't be us. Don't be us. Like it, spoilers aren't worth it. They aren't worth it unless no. you're the one spoiling and getting all the traffic. Okay. If you're just two idiots <laughs> yeah. like Nick and I that are going to talk about the spoils on a podcast, it completely ruined that movie for me. The experience, everything. It sucked. It was one of the worst things I've ever done as a Star Wars fan. So no matter how much you want to know, my friends, just stick to the speculating like my dumbass does now. And then, you know, if you actually get one of a thousand things right, you can get on a podcast or a live stream and, and pound your chest like people give yeah, a shit like good. I do. <laughs> so That's funny. All right. Do so, you like any of the new content, Johnny? Are you a fan of like, you know, the, the Disney Star Wars era so yeah, cause far? Because pe- yeah. people from yeah. our era, I mean, they, they tend to get angry with the, uh, the Disney stuff and the animated no. stuff. So. No, I, I, um, I, I mean, I would say I'm a very big fan. If I have to watch, so when I 
so I also paint. So when I paint or I'm doing a custom or something, I need background noise. So I'll put on something. And I always go like either if it's not uh, like OT or prequel or sequel, I'll what I'll do is I will like put on like Rogue One because I love yeah. Rogue One. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, I love Solo. Uh, you yeah. know, I hope they I hope they end up do making something else with it, uh, whether it's TV or um, in the movies or whatnot. But uh, no, in the cartoons, to be honest with you, I watched, you know, the Cartoon Network Clone Wars. That was my first exposure to it. And yeah. um, when it was on uh, cable or whatever, and it just got started getting hard to find. Yeah. So I stopped watching. You are right. They did. So, they did not know how to fucking release the Clone Wars. I yeah, mean, it, it, it was it a was, shit show. Was, even with the the Gennady Tarkovsky one, also was all chaotic in its release. And when yeah. you could find it, at it was they, they were usually at like the end of another cartoon. So, yeah, so you're, yeah. I'm, I'm actually um, since Johnny mentioned he's an artist, I'm I'm on his other account right now, and you can kind of see some of his sketches. I'm a I'm a big fan of this type of art. Johnny, I don't know if you have a, I just call it stylized. <laughs> That's what my dumb ass calls yeah. this real ass paint. <laughs> um, real ass paint. It, it reminds me of, and I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. And I think I told you in a chat, um, there's this star Wars artist and he's done some official stuff. I've got his stuff in the, in the man cave down here. His name is Jake detonator. Maybe I think is his, his artist name. Uh, but it's a very similar stylized style. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I love the, 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 the look of your art in addition to your customs. But I just, when you mentioned the art, I wanted to bring up your other page just in case yeah. other toy photographers didn't know that, uh, yeah. Mr. Osage Avenue also is a real ass painter. Do you have, do you sell anything? You like, he's got a website, yeah, Nick. He's got a website. So, look. you know, it's funny that website. Well, yeah, but the website's like, it hasn't been updated since 15 because around 15 is when I started getting into Instagram. Okay, and the only yeah. reason why I keep the web page up is because it's some place where people can typically go and see a resume. Well, or something. hey, I'll tell you right but now, then, send an invoice to Nick and he'll pay for it. It doesn't matter what's attached <laughs> to it, but you've heard his pledge during the fan segment. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you can see. So if you look in the background right here. Yeah. There's a there's an image right there that you can kind of see. That's the one that I got from Jared that got rained on. Hey, did he send also, you a like new whole, one yet? No, I told him not to send me a new one because uh. I'm going to order a new one. And I want him to put up that one that we talked about two weeks ago, that fucking badass shot of all three of the, the clone boys. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll pull it in because it, it got ruined and I feel terrible. This was a great story, so, by the way, um, Nick. I, I'll tell a story yeah. real quick. So <laughs> he orders. Nick's so doing a great thing. Oh. It's just like all rain. Yeah, Nick is like all um, rain damaged. Even even beyond just choosing the top five, Nick now has decided to support a lot of the artists we feature in the fan segment for the top five. And and this one here is from wow. Sir Dork. That's a great photo. One of our one of our it favorites. Is. Yeah. But the, but Nick fucked it up. Well, he didn't. His. Uh, <laughs> Nick fucked it up. The, like, the mailman, what did he do? He just like threw it out in your backyard or something. He then did. like a rainstorm so that's, came that's in. Exactly what happened. And yeah. and Jared, for those of you who don't know, Jared signed like this is a signed image. So like his signature is down at the bottom too. So his signature's got like water damage yeah. to it. Oh, so what nice. happened? I ordered it and I was like, okay, great. I, I this is the one I want. Boom, comes in. And it's in a it's in an art tube, so it's like you know rolled up in a tube. And I have two patios attached to my house, two covered patios that that could have held a package very easily. But instead, 
the mailman puts it in my backyard that has no coverage over it. It's just wide open. And then the same day that it gets delivered, it rains. So it's sitting out there. I didn't know it had come in yet because it was coming from a custom shop. You don't get it like an Amazon right. alert when it gets delivered. And the guy didn't knock on my door. He didn't ring the doorbell, nothing. <laughs> so I like the, like four or five hours later, I'm like looking through my email and it's like, oh, your package has been delivered. I was like, what, really? So I, I walk out and it's fucking soaked. And I'm from the mo I knew from the moment I picked it, I was so angry because I'm like, it, there's no way that this thing is dry. So open it up and the whole fucking bottom of it's wet. But you know what would have yeah, made this better it, is if your dog, like you let your dog out right. and it came in with it in its mouth, like all chewed yeah, up just, and she wet. Was just chewing on <laughs> yeah. it. She was just chewing on it. But no, yeah. I mean, that's the worst experience that I've had so far. And that's of no fault of the artist. I have, I bought something from phase runner, which is on my wall over here. You can't see it. I brought, I bought a, an image from savvy, which is on my wall right here next to me. I got the, I have the Sir Dork piece that will continue to sit on my shelf. Uh, even though it's water damaged. And I, I that is my mission is to support. Yeah, Jared, Jared the said artists. he's going to send you a special one, and Bat said, especially damaged. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Jared, just can, just give it some uh, custom weathering, like a few rips and tears. Fire. Just, just send, me a, send me a half singed All right. image. All right. Say it, no, ways. But no, I, like I said, I'm, but I'm that's gonna, the thing, too. Like for us artists, though, it's, it's kind of like. Um, I'm sorry, at least maybe, maybe not everybody, but I'm very like, once I send it to you, I'm like watching it like a freaking hawk, like making sure it's getting to you, mm -hmm. whether it's a, whether it's a custom toy or whether it's a piece of artwork, because again, I'm not going, I don't have a, I don't have it hooked up to where someone puts an order in, you know? So mainly I do for my paintings, I mainly do commission work. So people come to me, but blah, blah, blah. So I know that I'm sending it to you. And so I'm like, Hey, it went out today track it here's a tracking i'm tracking mm -hmm. it with you because people you know regardless of what it is i i don't ever want to say well sorry you know that's not me it's fedex or it's UPS or it's you know postal service i want to make sure that everything gets there and now with some of these customs there's more doodads on them that i want to make sure that you get all of them in, you know in good shape um yeah so yeah it's it's a little nerve-wracking too oh dude this, <laughs> on our, this stuff I, I do love this style that you work with and this, this style of art. It's very fun and it's very yeah. live. Like what I like, it's lively. It's yeah. very lively. And you know, yeah, man, you gotta get, get one whipped up and then just draw, like update your site and then drop your shit on your Instagram yeah. uh, bio. Yeah. I'm that's telling how, you, that's how Nick is. It. Nick just he's he's asking for a PayPal invoice. <laughs> just send it to him. He's a curator. He's a, he's a curator collector. <laughs> I got. I got yeah, to how about that, everyone? Over, Let's over talk about that. We've we've somehow turned Nick into a collector of pictures and art of other people's collections. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Like that's, he he's not good. a collector, but over these years of doing the show and doing it live, and you know talking with some of the knuckleheads in the live stream. Nick has become a collector in his own right. All right, yeah. so Johnny, I mean, like, it, one more Star Wars yeah. thing before we get into your 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 customization art form here. And I don't think I've asked this yet, but you know, I like some negativity. <laughs> Anything, any of the films, animated series that that just doesn't sit well with you, even today. Well, I, did, I didn't give what's it's called a chance because it was just I said, well. 
I gave it a chance. Saw like two seconds of it, and it was like, this is garbage. Um, resistance. Yes. Damn. Poor resistance. <laughs> yeah. I, I. You know what? But I'm going to stump for everybody. this show. Everyone hates resist. I just don't get it. I, it's not like a kitty kitty goofball cartoon. Kaz is he he kind of grows into a what do we call him? Like he's a, he's a klutz hero. He's a hero klutz. Yeah, yeah, he's very, yeah. It's fine. No, it's funny. No, I mean, that resistance is pretty much the dartboard for that question. It is the bullseye. Everyone so far has said resistance. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, all of them. I mean. Again, shit, we, you know, having, having seen everything through, you know, including the original Christmas special and all that stuff. I mean, you kind of have to like everything, maybe not like it is the right word, but appreciate it or accept, maybe not accept it, but maybe appreciate it because it all kind of leaks into everything yeah, that it is the universe, that's true. right? So, but, um, but there is definitely some, some major fails, um, like my big thing was I don't understand. I think when did um what I think they were contemporaries with um with uh, Revenge of the Sith and one of the I think one of the um Lord of the Rings movies. Like they came out at the same time. Oh, Resistance. So, no, um, no, Lord of the Ring movies and Revenge of the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So the the the. The first Lord of the Rings was oh one, so that was this that was the year before Attack of the Clones, and right. then Revenge of the Sith was oh five, and I think that yeah. Return of the King was oh four oh five. Yeah. yeah, it was. It would have been oh four because I remember that's right when I moved to Texas and they cleaned house yeah. in the Oscars of February two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, long story long is that they should have made Return. I mean, Revenge of the Sith into two parts. Yeah. They, they, sh- they should have done that but you know so that's my only gripe because like i think with what matt always comments about is that you don't get enough of that what you're getting now in clone wars or what you got in clone wars and and in um in uh yeah in clone wars that whole story of anakin right? yeah he becomes he's basically like a, a you know a crybaby the whole time just like his kid is and that's all you get and it's like that's not really what it I think was the intention. Right. So they could have at least done a little bit more, but yeah. Well, good. You, I'm glad watch, another, another rots hater. We, we need more rots haters out there. I'm just, I, he probably doesn't hate it like I did, but I don't, I, I don't hate Return it, but <laughs> I think it should have been, there should have been at least. I, I've one. gotten That's over, I've, I've, I've learned two. to let go of my hate as they say in the star the Wars universe. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Or at least do like a Return of the King length of movie, you know, like Return sure. of the King. Yeah. Like, the, uh, the, the extended edition. Still like three. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, well, the extended edition's five hours long, <laughs> over five hours long. The theatrical version's three and a half hours long. Even if you would have added another hour, hour and 15 minutes to ROTS, it still would have made it better because you get a little bit more of that substance. But I can definitely see what you're saying. Like yeah. if you if you cut that in half and have it, you know, have it essentially be like the build and then the fall. Yes. Two thank separate you. Movies. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I got a little little topic I want to run with since we're already spitballing this. I personally think Rots is the one of the Star Wars movies that would benefit the most from a a rewrite. A rewrite, like a full hmm. just here's Rots 2.0. You know, and shit, you can get all the actors to do it. A remake, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Everybody has aged so well. Get, from, Jim, like the, get Jimmy Schmitz, Schmitz in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Schmitz still looks good, too. I mean, the only thing you'd have to do is find a new Dooku. Um, oh, yeah. Because Christopher well, I mean, gone, ha- but half I mean, the we, scenes we he was in see. anyways, he was like goofy CG look and all the action stuff. So well, you know, he, just, gets, he, he gets fucking killed in the first 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. So you could just you could just do like they did with Tarkin and Rogue One and just make him completely digital. Or just to do like a really hacky edit job and use like some old, like original rots footage and then dub in the other stuff where the actors look a little older, (laughs) a little more wrinkles on their face. Bring up the Yoda in. I still (laughs) think it's funny because it's the last, it's always the last ones, right? Like, I think that rots, yes, could use a a rewrite. Don't don't fuck with Return of the Jedi, motherfucker. No, 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 no. That, but I think that, like, I, honestly, still for me, the the worst one by far is is Attack of the Clones. Dude. I, I'm not, it's hey, so but, bad. Hear me out. Hear me out, though. It's so bad. Hear, hear me out. <laughs> I, I'm not going to disagree. Like, go. like cinematically, <laughs> it's just not good. It, the, the acting's off. The script's off. Some of the scenes are off. But if you think about what what the movie was supposed to do, it does it well. It, it transitions Palpatine into the Chancellorship. It transitions the galaxy into the Clone Wars. All of the big set piece stuff actually kind of works, but the movie as a whole is is rather bad. It's just yeah. bad. Like from I, from the from the get go, it's bad. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. But I you, guess, you, like, you guys know my dissertation on the prequels. I have it in video yeah. form out there. The, the Phantom Menace is the best prequel movie. Jared Middleton yes. will agree yes. with me. I highlighted, uh, you know, it's very academic in nature. If you want to go check it out, I, I highlight yeah. my reasons and sources. But all right. Yeah, this isn't a, you know, this isn't Rot's fixing discussion. We're, we're here to celebrate <laughs> at Johnny underscore Osage underscore A-V-E and his uh, awesome looking Star Wars customization and other franchise type of work. So we, we already kind of heard, Johnny, that you know, I usually ask, like, did, did your Star Wars fandom somehow get you into this? art form that we're celebrating here and it, it did i mean johnny explained he went to he saw the movie for the first time didn't really know what he was getting into but by the time he walked out he was already taking his fisher price people and customizing them to turn them into star wars fisher price people which is fantastic considering where johnny's at today with his customization page here which again i have it up on the live stream if you're watching and i'm sure if you're listening on the podcast a day later nick will have a link for you to go check out so you're not missing out but it it sounds like did you just keep running with it from the fisher price days all the way up until you decided to take take things to instagram or uh, did you kind of take a break from it oh big time break so like i was heavy collector up until you know return of the jedi and then after that i think i got the first complete wave of action figures if you call it a wave and then they started coming out with all these like obscure ones and I stopped collecting then. Then I got into, you know, going to college and doing all that kind of stuff that I didn't have really the time or money to keep collecting this stuff. I remember I bought a couple of the yoked out, um, or they, they weren't power of the force or were they? Power no, of they the were they, a lot of the orange or the red card power of the force. Yes. They, they were on steroids. They were all like yeah. uh, steroids. Right? Took so some growth hormones. Yeah. And then I started collecting again when, um, you know, um, Phantom Menace started coming out. That's kind of when I started collecting again. But again, I was, you know, collecting and putting it away, collecting, putting it away kind of thing. 
Um, yes, I had that then, sickness too even back then. <laughs> and then um, when I about yeah like around uh, fifteen or so when I started getting into the black series, they started coming out. I wasn't going to touch those because they were too cool to touch. You know, it's like I'm not going to mess with those. And so I started actually customizing Marvel Legends. And um, just like with my artwork, my artwork kind of took a swing. I was doing a lot of, because I grew up in this type of household where the only art that really counted was, you know, master's art. So we're talking about Renaissance art, Caravaggio's here and there and whatnot. Oh, yeah, that guy. And so, yeah, that guy. <laughs> and so, you know, and my dad was like, my dad's a master jeweler. He's, that's his like he's a master jeweler. And so he's a great sculptor. And so he, we had all that shit for iconography all around. And so I started doing religious paintings when I first started painting and, um, it kind of, you know, took, it took a left turn or whatever, because people weren't really, people would dig it, but no one was really getting excited about it. And so I started doing surf art, surf and skate art and people were stoked. So that's like the turn. Same thing with customizing toys. People liked the Marvel legends, but they weren't really stoked about it. Um, but the minute I started doing star Wars, it was like night and day. And do you remember I your started. first, uh, custom star Wars figure? Yeah. First custom star Wars is, was a sand trooper. And I just like weathered them, put, went to the hobby store, bought some, they had a bin of old, uh, decals, put like numbers on them and, you know, pinstripes on them, weathered them out more, painted him up a little bit different. And then it was like, I started, everyone that I had, I started opening up the, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to keep these boxed anymore. I started opening them up, started taking them apart, trying to see what I can do with them. You know, a lot of trial and error. Um, I don't airbrush, but I was starting to use some spray paint. Cause I used spray paint in my art. I knew that I didn't take. So I just, you know, straight up acrylic, you know, a lot of the guys that customizers, you know, they, they uh, swear on Citadel colors and certain things and kits to rust and blah, blah, blah. I just mix my own and go for it. And it, and it works out. Yeah, it works out. So it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, it sounds like the genes kind of lean towards art. You know, you, you said your father uh, was a master jeweler. Uh, you, you're an artist of, of, of uh, many different genres. I mean, I, I, I would consider architecture. It's an art form itself, right? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. art. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, every time I say I'm an architect, I feel like George Costanza. <laughs> 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 so did, did, did everyone in the family get bit by the art bug or? Uh, a couple of my siblings are artistic. Um, but primarily I have another brother who's an architect, but, um, and like a sister does some like craft work, but pretty, you know, she I, like I, knits and stoves and stuff. Like I don't that. know about you, Nick, but I, I feel like if, if Johnny shaved his head and lost his glasses, he could also be Tamara Morrison's double, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you see yeah, a little, I see a little Boba a Fett double. in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get, a, get like a, get a scar on your get face. A scar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, man. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get your, no, uh, your Maori accent down, but no, I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been seeing a little, little Tamara in there, so it's a good look. That's funny. All right. So, um, you know, you've been doing it seriously on IG. It sounds like since what, 2015, 16, that seems to be the, the yeah. Genesis period of, uh, when toy photography kind of became a, a movement, if you will, uh, especially in the, yeah. the Black Series line. I mean, you have us now, but the big one back then, or still the biggest, is, is Star Wars 
the Black Series, the right? Black I mean, that, that's series, a, yeah. he's a massive yeah. uh, account. But it, it does seem, it, there, there must have been something in the water. I don't know if it was just, we all knew Star Wars was coming back. But it is, it's that 15, 16, maybe even 17 a bit. But the, but that is the window when yeah. it feels like this this whole community started to explode and, and find each other. The customizers are finding the collectors. The collectors find the customizers, the photographers, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Now, is this something, Johnny, do you, do you dedicate time every day, every week? I mean, is it something you try to get to regularly? Oh, yeah. Like, I, so... Again, when I went to school, we had all-nighters. I mean, in architecture school, if there's any other ones, any other viewers or listeners that, you know, went the same route that I did, you can have a full workload, uh, different classes, but your studio professor is always going to say, the only thing that counts is studio. So we're, you know, you're talking about all-nighters. So my sleep went to shit um, while I was in school. So when I got out of school, it's the same thing. I don't sleep very well. So if I can't sleep, I get up and paint or I do some customs or whatever I have on hand that I need to get at uh, for a little bit. And sometimes it's, you know, um, just making sure I think like when I post like, Hey, this is going on. I'm like really quiet because people are still asleep. So I want my family's <laughs> asleep or whatever. I'll uh, start doing the work. And, um, you know, sometimes like I've been fortunate enough to like, um, uh, get commission work for these, uh, figures as well. Um, uh, or if it's a commission art piece, uh, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I try to find some time again. It's for me, it's therapy. I mean, it's, it's just, you have to be in it. You have to really think about it. Um, I don't, and again, especially like, if it's for me, if I'm trying something new, I don't really care so much, but then again, I'm, I'm kind of sick. So I want to make sure it's perfect because I'm not going to, I don't want to put out crap, but if it's a commission piece or something that someone wants to buy, I definitely don't want to give them crap. You know, yeah. you're putting your money in it. I don't care how much it's worth or whatever it's, you're buying it. You should get something that you're going to, you know, put on your stand or whatever it is. And you're going to be stoked about it. You know? Now, do so. you, um, I always notice you, do you craft the stands for every figure or are those stands just to show so, off? No. So I'll, I started doing that because, um, again, when I first started, so I started my IG like in, uh, 15, 14, I don't know, around, I don't know, I can't really remember now, but I didn't start doing, I was, it was everything. It was like a mosh podge, everything, right? It was like my family, my art, uh, these, these figures and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, no, I'm going to separate it. So in 19, I separated my account where I just did, I have, that's where I started the Johnny Osage have account. And, um, so I was doing these, but I would always shoot them on our ADT, uh, a dial pad or whatever that's on our counter. And, um, people would say, why are you, um, so I, like, I never really put them outside. I never did some, any, anything like that. Interesting. So I thought, you know what, these, uh, Warhammer figures look pretty badass on these little mm. pedestals. So I'm going to yeah. try to do that. So that's when I started doing them. That's just really recent, probably about, I would say six months, maybe a year, maybe yeah, about six months. And they just give it something, extra special you know um, yeah it does it, it kind of adds to it almost makes it a scene like a, a, a sculpture I say a mini yeah. a mini scene yeah is yeah. that like 3d printed do you do any like 3d printing for your customs or make any no like i i buy from from printers from guys okay. that that are out there 
in the community. I always tag them on um, who I who yeah. I give them the from. plugs. We're we're looking at one right now. They, 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 we're going to look at two of these. These are some of my favorite recent Johnny Osage Ave specials. Is it is it Osage Ave? Is that like a, a famous street out That's, there? No, uh, Osage Avenue yeah. is the street I grew up on. Got you. Oh, <laughs> so we're checking out Nick. I don't, I don't know if you can see it, um, but this is Johnny's most or 2.0 version of his custom Bad Batch Omega. Uh, but he he kind of positions her as an adult now, and I, I just I fucking love this concept because I do mm. I do believe at it's some beautiful. point in time, you know, she may not don clone armor, even though it makes sense the way Johnny has it depicted. But I do believe at some point in time we are going to see an an older Omega. Just they're not just creating this character and and giving her the the special lineage just for Bad Batch, at least in my opinion, which everyone should respect. And appreciate um but i just i dig this so if you're not if you're not looking live i know it's kind of a bummer but i'll, I'll describe it to you uh, it looks like johnny he's using a black widow head so you got scar joe's head which is freaking ideal for omega right a grown-up omega mm -hmm. yeah and then johnny it looks like would you use like a, a clone trooper base or is that just a stormtrooper base yeah. for a body no it's a it's a the phase one clone trooper base that just came out and um so I use that because the feet are awesome. Like not to get uh, Tarantino on it, but the the older uh, cast for the their their shoes looks kind of very um, smooth. These have more detail. Yeah. So I use so it, it captures that grit. You know, like when you age it and weather it. Right. It captures that grit like dirt. And so um so that's the figure, and then all the stuff the doodads on it are um from John Walker. Um, primarily there's some scoundrels stock in there. There's a DTG. Um, and like you said, um, I had a infinity war, uh, black widow out there that I just popped the head on and, and, and changed it out, which it's funny because I've gotten so much shit for that. Yeah, she doesn't look like Omega. I'm oh like, my people, God. it's a toy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, people. What do you want? Yeah, it's a toy. People like, on on relax. social media are such piles of shit. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there there are times like when people leave comments like that, or you know, I, I get stuff on on our feed. I just sit there and have yeah. to wonder, like, how bad does their life? suck that this this yeah. is what they feel compelled to do like they they're trying to ruin other people's days by leaving a shitty comment that they hope they see i, I just i don't get what I, it what, what i love what i love and it's you know it happens with my art too is that you know it's not just you know and, and i'm i'm too old to get into it with people but it's like Okay, let me see what badass shit you're doing. Right. And I yeah. go and it's like some freaking private account. Yeah, no exactly. Or, yeah. It's or there's no <laughs> one's there. So I'm like, okay, so you're trolling it around. It's fine. It's cool. So I leave it alone. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, these, uh, again, like this one in particular has a lot of stuff. So, idea, so where, you know, where's the bad batch concept, pieces right? come from, Johnny? Or are you just painting <clears throat> over the existing trooper body? Um, like her, her, like her gray chest plate and, and you got oh, so, like, so right. So then, so then the, okay. So the shoulders and the body, including the, um, the knee pads are all, you know, base, the base clone. And I just paint over that. But like the chest plate is, uh, is a, an arc trooper chest plate, um, 
to customize that I got from John Walker. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, the helmet though is from the from the from the in the uh, elite trooper that's out now. I just painted over. Ah, got you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then you know, just add all the add all the stuff, the the commas and or dusters, whatever you want to call them, and just make her look like you know the whole idea is that hey, she you know she's with these guys. She starts growing up and like she starts taking on that you know that I, lifestyle. I really, I, I think you, know, you I think you're career. on to something. I really do. I mean, if you go back to the one episode, I forget which one at this point, but she's she's holding the little clone doll and paints yeah. mm-hmm. the bad batch style right. armor and says this is me you know like th- th- right. this is mm-hmm. me it's not yeah. not one of the other yeah. bad batchers she it was envisioning herself already uh, i now have it on the the version 1.0 of uh, johnny asage abs uh, grown up omega and this one to me could be even i think even closer to what we may get cuz to me yeah. here johnny i feel like you you, you kind of mash together some Mandalorian type of gear, but it's still very yes. clone armor oriented, which I, for her with what we know now with her Django DNA and obviously her, right. her side family with the bad batchers, if she was going to honor everything, I, I, I mean, I think this is picture perfect, if you will, yeah. uh, in terms of a concept. Yeah, so that one was, a, yeah, it was an homage to both her brother and dad. So he, yeah. she has the Django, you know, um the holster uh, the right holsters. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh of course the uh the, the boba fett blaster That's her, yeah so, her bro's blaster one, yeah and so on this on that one um there's less um like doodads but it's mainly the base of an elite clone that i just painted out and made it look like um you know, something she would be wearing. Did you, did you so style the helmet this way as a nod to her friendship with Wrecker or is that just yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to give it the teeth or yeah. here's the thing too. is like when I, when I get to do certain things like that, I, I want to make sure they look cool and people get the idea of it, but not to where it looks janky, you know? Hey, it worked. I I'm mean, just, I'm, I'm, just, an, I'm an art idiot and I, I picked up on it. So I think you did yeah. a great job. Yeah. <laughs> now again, so. people, if you're, if you're not watching live, I implore you to go check out at Johnny underscore Osage underscore Av on Instagram to look at some of these. Nick will also have the link in the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, our standard podcast release, which we do on Wednesdays. Uh, but you really need to check out some of the stuff we're talking about as, as Johnny's kind of breaking it down because they are, they are little pieces of art. They are, uh, handmade sculptures to me. I know yeah, they, they may be plastic that was printed in a factory somewhere, but what Johnny does and these other customizers is they, they completely change it and turn it into a piece of art. Uh, some of the other ones I, I've loved in this one, I even was starting to implore, like if he was selling these bad boys, but, but Johnny also made a custom bad batch echo, which uh, again, in his description, this comes from the at John Walker customs kit. And it looks like you, um, use the bucket from at scoundrel stock. Uh, but I, I just, I love this. Cause I mean, I, we, we don't have a black series of echo yet. And right. Johnny has through these other 3D printers and you paint it all though, right? You don't, this comes yeah. just plastic to you. Yeah, this right? comes, yeah, just resin or whatever. And if you look at it again, if you're, if you're on the live stream, I'll be scrolling through some of the shots, but it looks, it's like a little hot toy. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, so on that echo one, I want, I use the hot toy echo as the, as the base of, 
what just colors it's I want to use. I love yeah. this thing. And so I'm doing a another one. Um, I think I found a home already too, but. Um, yeah, I, he's like, he's like, I, he's like, you don't even want to get, you don't even want to get mixed up. It's, it's like buying a hot toy. I was like, all right, fair enough. But I, I just wanted to let him know. I thought it was a badass looking one twelve scale, uh, custom. Uh, cause how, you how are right. Often, I mean, it, it's, it's spot on to that hot toy in terms of yeah. just the, the, the style. How, how often does it happen where like you make a custom for something that's not out yet? Like this echo and then the official drops and you're like, my shit looks way better. They just need to call me up and then hire me. <laughs> well, I get I, I I get that from from people a lot. Like, hey, your shit's better, or whatever. I don't, you know, it's a it's art. So it's a it's you know something where you know it's a little bit uh, subjective or objective or subjective. I I I get stoked when people dig it, but um, I made a comment and it was in it was in joke of when the echo. Um, the target exclusive echo came out. I had done a echo for a, a guy, a custom echo. And I'm like, look, side by side, mine's a little bit better. <laughs> I got so much shit for it. These customizers think that their stuff's better. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I was like, oh, Jesus, seriously. Man. Because I took oh, an echo. I, I took an echo and I weathered, I weathered echoes for people because, again, they're, you know, I'm glad they made it. But at the same time, it's like, still, I want it to look, somewhat you know and i know it's a toy but somewhat realistic you know like something that's yeah i, I mean these things you know, are mass produced people they're, they're just they're, yeah, they're yeah. in these big molds and they get shit out and yeah, put into a so, box yeah. so yeah. these customizers like johnny do make them look better i mean i'll even do some half-ass uh weathering on some of my troopers when i feel like it just put some shoe polish on it because a a freshly out of the package trooper clone of any type is almost, they're just too clean. They're too clean. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes the, the, the faces are all shiny and you know, people like Johnny can tone that shit down. And, and like you said, with the echo, just, just make Well, he's talking about echo before he became. Yeah, echo right, batch. Right, right, right. Let's yeah. clarify yeah. that. But yeah, yeah. I, I saw that too. I mean, you just, the, the bodies look more realistic. I think you, you do a little bit with the, with the face to kind of get that. Mm that shiny shit Hasbro's putting on it these days. Yeah, I mean, some I, of these Hasbro know, faces now, guys, it's like they dip them in epoxy. It's like just this shiny sheen that's on their face. And you either have to go in post and, and try to smudge that shit out, or I'm sure guys yeah. like Johnny have a trick. Every time before I start a custom, I take it and I give it a nice uh, dish soap bath in uh, some nice hot water so I can loosen all the limbs, but primarily take off all that resin, factory resin that's okay. on them. It helps a little bit, but sometimes even when you paint over it, um, the oils will seep through. So it's just, you know, little, you know, little tricks here and there, but uh, at the end of the day, they come out looking pretty awesome and people get stoked and that's the whole purpose of it, you know, like having them have something that is really cool to look at, that they're going to be stoked about, um, which typically now, like I think I was saying, I don't, um, I'm not doing commissions on these anymore because like, there's almost no point. Like if I'll make something, people want to buy it and they'll buy it or whatever. Um, but if not shit, I get a cool little piece, you know, to have, to have, <laughs> have my own. Johnny, what, what would you say is the average time? Let, let's go with, uh, one of the Omegas. How, how long did that take from start to finish? The first one, let's about- just go with the first one. Oh, the first one, uh, probably about 10 hours. Okay. 
And then how about how about something like the Echo, which needed painting and and configuring? That one was easily about 12 plus, maybe 14 hours only because it's funny. Like, um, again, and I don't know how to process the files to enlarge or make bigger or or maybe if you had like a 3d scanner you can scan the figure so that everything fits right mm-hmm. a lot of these things don't fit so you got to put time into it and you're there hacking at your figure and you're like shit hoping it works and whatnot and you're going in and it takes a little while and so once you're done so like the that first echo um there was things that you know were very difficult for me to figure out on the second one that I'm doing now. It's like, I knew exactly what I needed to cut away, what needed to go, how to do it so that everything starts to fit better. Um, so it's a little bit of time, you know, and that's the thing too, is like one thing that people don't understand. And I'm sure it's again, toy photographers, I think are the same, probably in the same manner is that to get these cool shots and to get these cool things, it takes time, you know? And when it comes down to this and and let's say if you are doing them to sell or doing whatever, you know, I don't want to go on the money route, but if people want these things, they don't understand these things take time, you know, whether, whether it's the, 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 just the essence of putting it together. Like if, if not, then let me, I'll teach you how to do it. You can do it. But if you want it from me, you know, it's going to, that is, I mean, most people, I I don't want to say most, everyone loves art but not everyone realizes what it takes to make art. And that's why there's a lot of artists that don't make a lot of money. They're always out of work because people want all this shit for free. Oh, give me that poster. Give me that figure. Give me that picture. Right. Oh, it, it didn't, it didn't take that. It, it wasn't that hard when that, it's like, no, no, right. no, no, no. I mean, any form of art that is worth paying money for, it's worth paying money for because of the hours the artisan put into the product. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so you're right. I, I'm looking at another, this is another of my personal favorite Johnny Osage Avenue pieces. And it's the, uh, it's, um, Neo Boba as I like to call him. So Mando Boba and he's, he's, he's holding the decapitated head bruised and battered head of Bo-Katan. It's, it's, I take it Johnny as like your, your fun play on their dynamic in the Mandalorian where you could kind of tell that they had, uh, not a lot of love shared between them. And, and this is yeah. kind of Boba getting the last word and, and taking out the, the maybe future queen of, of Mandalore here. But I, I just, yeah, I, I what, what I, went I, into I the that. Boba? Like what, 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 what mashed in to make this Boba Fett? So that boba actually is a uh, uh, a, a grief cardboard. Uh, yeah, that I, the cardboard. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I bought the Bandai um, Boba Fett model, and basically, you know, uh, dremeled out all the in, all the attachments, and so it can become just armor, and put it on and built it out on that base. And I had it for a little while. It was almost kind of like, it was almost like um, when I did that one, it was just, well, what if, you know, he, be, you know, Boba Fett becomes, we're like this kind of like Marshall kind of thing, right? And um, that's why he still kind of has a little bit of the feel of the, the, the grief. And so, um, but then like, you know, you're always a kid, at least I always am, um, like, you know, the whole line, like, you know, my words, my voice might be the last one you hear princess or whatever he yeah. says to her. 
I was like, oh, and then I had taken apart because I had um, took off the the Bose head and put uh, um, I forget I think it was a it wasn't a Target exclusive might have been a Target exclusive Black Widow it was more animated looking I put that on there because I was gonna still I still need to finish that I haven't done it so I had this extra bow head and so I just thought this would be kind of cool to do which I didn't get too much shit for which I was excited and people really dug it. Um, hey, hey, man! It's because, it's a, it's a Star Wars piece where a woman's getting jacked up, so I'm sure a lot of Star Wars <laughs> trolls out there enjoyed it. So. <laughs> if you would if you would have flipped it and put Boba's head up there, it, people would have fucking uh, lost their mind. No way, Bo Katan would ever be Boba Fett. He has dick and balls. Case closed. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the one that I did of Anakin on. Um, you know, kind of a uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Lava Land, holding the um, holding the Yoda. Oh, let's see. Was it recent? Oh, I, see it. I see it. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I'm telling yeah. you, that's why I love Johnny Osage, because, like, his customizations sometimes get dark as fuck. Like, <laughs> this one we're looking at, if you're not on the live stream, envision Anakin floating on one of those little robots like he was on Mustafar fighting his buddy. Uh, but he's full Sith, and it looks like he's been out there kind of Jedi hunting at this point in time. Uh, and he, he has... <laughs> He has Yoda hanging from a noose as he's flying on this this little uh, <sighs> tiny robot skiff. And, and Anakin just looks like someone you would never want to cross paths with. You even gave him a, a, a C-3PO arm, Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so, yeah. I yeah, like, yeah, in my was- opinion, the Jedi are evil. I like this. I yeah. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm telling you, man, Johnny has some great stuff. You got to check out his page. Like, like, I mean, even look, look at this, like uh, wise uh, Asian looking uh, Yoda. He's oh, smoking yeah. himself the, a, a smoking peace a pipe. Hashish pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, his was, 420 Yoda. Yeah, it's my 420 Yoda, but it was, uh, I had that Bandai, I had bond that Bandai Yoda kit and it came with a, I think it was a 112, but then also came with a, um, 332nd still Yoda. And I didn't know what to do with it. And all of a sudden I I was, you know, I have like I have <laughs> TV around and Gremlins was on. And it reminded me of like, hey shit, I should do like a little like Yeah, uh, it's the guy that the sells some gizmo. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I'll do this. So, Man, I could almost yeah. just throw this up on my TV at night when I when I find myself staring at the the menu screen and trying to figure out yeah. if I'm actually going to click on an app. And just like this is very soothing to just watch. It's a motion pick, so you can see smoke all are in the room, but in particular coming out of Stone Yoda's mouth and his pipe. It, it, it's it's almost like staring at a Yule log, right? It, it's very it, 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 it's very serene. So. Um, the next piece I kind of picked out myself. Let me close some of these ones we've looked at. Uh, it, it involves Neo Boba. And this is kind of a, you know, it looks like you drew upon multiple different customizers to get this done. Johnny, this is the one where you have uh, Neo Boba sitting on the uh, Bib Fortuna throne. But you oh, added yeah. in a nice little touch. Again, he gets dark here, my friends. Uh, you've got Bib's head on a pike <laughs> sitting right yeah. next to him. 
Uh, but I, yeah. I just, you know, I mean, the, the, the paint jobs are nice and crisp. I mean, look how fresh Boba looks. How did he paint his armor? Well, I know, exactly. Johnny did it. There you go. There's the answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks yeah, like no, th- th- this is piece. a mashup of all sorts. I mean, you got scoundrel stock in here, photonic figures, 2797 Studios, Nova Empire. I mean, this is uh, one hell of a... Uh, Kind of, what, what do we want to call this? A collaboration, yeah, collaboration. A, a collaborative effort here. Now, did you, you did all the painting and all that and, and they printed yeah. out the material? Yeah. So, um, the later, like the, the, the latest stuff you've seen, like, uh, the, the, I've been doing a lot of bib, um, Boba Fett thrones. Um, that was a phototonic, um, print that 2797 is printing out. Um, so, those are really fun to do because the one thing I, I, I've seen a lot of people do them, like print them out and paint them or whatnot. But the one thing I kind of like add my own little touch is that on all the ones I painted, there's a, a little bit of blood on the cushion that drips down as if where Bib would have gotten shot. Yeah, that, so if beautiful. you ever order one of them, <laughs> that's what I'll do to it. Besides, you know, signing the bottom or whatever. But, um, that's my little touch. Like I make this like dripple, this drip of blood just come down all the way to the base and you know, kind of go away. <laughs> I just now realized that those are, um, rank or heads. In, yeah. In, on in the, the, in the, the, seat. the How much you want yeah, to bet? That's the... Moochie. That's gotta be Moochie. Right? <laughs> it's gotta be Moochie. It has to be. It has I mean, to be Bib, Moochie. Bib loved Moochie. This is Bib's throne. So there you go. Moochie's on there. There you go. Yeah. I, I like <laughs> the other thing that's fun about Johnny's account is, is his captions are perfect too. This is the target exclusive book of Boba Fett deluxe set. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he knows, he knows the pains we go through as collectors with, uh, with targets. So always a little yeah, cheeky here. Terrible. Here's another yeah. one. This is a, um, yeah, this is pre Vizsla. Uh, again, yeah. a figure that was never made. So this is a, a, a true uh, custom. Uh, I can't even, it looks like, is that a Django base for the body or? It's uh, it's a Mandalorian uh, Loyalist. Loyalist? Mm. Yeah. That was a commission piece. Actually, I did that one for Bat and uh, Nova. Um, it was... It was it was really fun to do. Again, there's so many figures that they haven't made. I mean, I know I did a Cobb. Uh, I know that's coming out now. I, you know, that's yep. the, the the pipe the pipe dream or pipeline uh, exclusives or whatever that they're coming out with. But I mean, there's a plethora of, of of figures they could come out with. That why they keep coming out with you know. And I know they're anniversary releases, but why they keep coming out with the same damn thing over and over again? It's like, come on, guys, like. It's, I'll tell you what, man, I, I think this year and like some of these recent rounds of exclusives and later on the show, we'll be talking about the Trapper Wolf, which I know we all want, but we probably won't get. I think yeah. Hasbro is about done me in and I'm not going to be one of these victims like, oh, fuck you. I'm not giving you. It's it's just I don't care about the rat race anymore. I like my Barbies. You know, I like the hot toys waiting for them oh. to show up. I just I don't know I if I'm going to get mixed up in the Black Series <laughs> shit that much. <laughs> Yeah. I would rather, no. in terms of this scale, I'd rather buy something like this pre Vizsla than, as Johnny said, another fucking archive Princess Leia that still doesn't look like Princess Leia. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like at this scale now, it's like with the with the FOMO, the waiting, I, I'd rather just pay the $250 and get the fucking art piece, the, 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 the hot toy. But hey, that's me and 
lucky, lucky me. I can do that. I probably shouldn't be doing it because yeah. my kid's going to be, you know, work <laughs> never, never going to have a college fund, but oh, well, we're, we're not going to make it that much longer anyways. That's at least <laughs> what I keep banking on. Uh, I need to correct something in the chat real quick. Props. We did have a show last week. It just wasn't live streamed. So yep. shame, shame. They weren't listening. Shame. Yep. Where's the bell? Nick, Podcast ring the bell. Feeds. Ring the bell like Game of Thrones. Ding, 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 ding. Shame. <laughs> shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you live streamers, you gotta, you gotta get subbed up to the podcast, my friends. Let's do it. Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. anywhere you want to listen to it. Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. There was a show. It was just me. People right. loved it. Apparently. <laughs> those were those were kind of the ones I, I wanted to talk about with Johnny. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to his his homepage because he's got a, a new one up there. What is this guy? Is this a is this a GI Joe mashed with Star Wars, or is this a, a full on just a a completely custom Mandalorian you got here? This uh, you, you probably posted a couple. Yeah, one day ago, it's this green guy with the shield. Oh yeah, no, that guy. Oh, this is a is giveaway. So this is actually a good post. Johnny's yeah. doing a, a six thousand follower giveaway, so that we're talking about the post right now. Yeah, so that is a um, season one Mando base, and the blasters and the the, the bucket are all from uh, DTG. And I had done it. It was a it was it was the idea that that you know. The concept is, you know, um, Mandalorians are Jedi killers, you know, like they, you know, they go hunting for Jedi as Jedi hunters, whatever you want to call them. And so this is, was like one of the first ones that I made. I added some soft goods to it. Um, and then um, Phototonic and 2797 started printing out those blaster shields. So I gave it like this cool shield. And so that's the giveaway for this uh, 6,000. All right, well, let's, let's promote it since, since I happen to... Um... Uh, jump on this pick and uh, the 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 um, giveaway still open. So what you got to do? You got to go to at Johnny underscore Osage underscore A V E. Figure it out. Do a search on Instagram. You'll find yeah, them. Yeah, you can find them. <laughs> but you need to like the post. Tag three others. But there is a catch. Try to tag another craftsman, meaning someone that has more talent in their pinky than myself or Nick. All right. That's what a craftsman <laughs> is defined as someone other yeah. than a toy customizer, toy photographer or fellow Star Wars fan. So he's wanting he's wanting you to branch out and bring in some people to see his page that typically probably wouldn't see it, which is a smart move to get yeah. that algorithm uh, jiving with you. And then step three is add it to your story. Tag me with Hashtag J-S-C-U-L-Q-U-I Star Wars Customs. All right. So that is how you get an entry. It is a badass looking custom. Definitely something yeah. a, any serious, serious collector would love to have. Because, And that's the deal with customizers and why I appreciate them so much. While we all love the, the hunt of finding a toy in the store, Millions of other people have that same figure, unless it's from Target, Walgreens, or Walmart, then only the motherfuckers on eBay have that figure. <laughs> but what, what these customizers do, like Johnny, is they, they give you a true, unique art piece. I mean, this, this custom Mandalorian, this is something you would never see in the store from Hasbro, hell, from, from anywhere. I mean, it's not... I don't want to say it out loud. It's not officially licensed. So he has that creativity right. to, to kind of make whatever the hell he wants. And they're, they're soft goods mixed with some standard accessories. It's just a fantastic little deal. So uh, celebrate Johnny's 6K. 
Uh, make sure to get to his account, read the details. It'll be the post that has the badass looking green Mandalorian with shield. All right. So support him. Johnny, before we uh, let you go, I always like to hear or, or allow you artists to, you know, maybe mentor some of the up and comers. Do you, do you have a, a few tips that you wish you knew about when you started doing all this back in 1415? Anything for the customizers out there, the printers, the painters? Just uh, as far as the customizers, I mean, the take your time. You know, um, it is a it is it is a little bit of a of an art uh, in the sense that it, you can't just expect it to be perfect. You know, and one thing I learned, you know, early on, um, I I in my in my education. Um, I've taken two art classes, uh, an appreciation one and a drawing class because we needed to take it for architecture. Um, but I've always doodled since I was little, you know, crayons, whatever it is. Uh, I've always draw. I draw every day, even if it's a sketch. Um, I have to. It's just like my thing that I have to uh, draw something, doodle something every day. So you can't get to, you know, you can say, you know, and I, and I am very flattered when people go, this is great stuff. It's awesome. And they start, you know, um, applauding me for it. Same time. I, when I look at it, it's like, it can always be better. Right. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate it. But then what I kind of get a little bummed out on is when they say mine will never be like that, or I can't do this, you know, this is, you know, and they'll show me and yeah, it's a little rough maybe, but I didn't wake up one day and start doing these right away, right? It took me some time. So take your time, like hone that craft, right? Uh, what you know, whether it's customizing toy photography, and again, I know a few toy photographers, and shit, it's like that's why I don't do it because I don't have another you know few hours to spend setting something up or doing something or creating something that's gonna look kick ass. I don't have the time for that because that's time. You know, it's, it's, so take your time doing your craft, whatever it might be, you know, um, that would be my, my only like parting thing or, or, or suggestion. I think a part of that was that. also don't be a, a self deprecating idiot like Matt too, because <laughs> yeah, Matt, it, it gets annoying, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know it drives Trevor nuts when I shit on myself. So uh, I just, I don't no, know, man, I mean, glass half empty. I mean, that's my motto. Yeah. And, uh, I, and it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I've, I've actually seen your stuff, you know, and I, it's, I like it, you know, you may not, I need to do it again. I like mean, it. I think yeah. my dad's finally coming back down the, we, we've, <laughs> we've healed those wounds. So I might get some time this week, but it, it's, it's been nine weeks. I'm actually counting it oh, now. Wow. Nine weeks since I've done a shoot and it's killing me. Like before it's like, eh, whatever lockdown life. But now, I mean, I, I'm preparing Wife's already back to work. Kid will be in kindergarten in about three weeks. Nice. Dad's nice. still going to be stuck down in the basement. So I'm, I'm preparing and starting to get ready for <laughs> what, what, what am I going to do? I mean, it, it's been almost a year and a half where it's going to be back to, you know, where I was just working at home. I'm going to have a little more of that time to maybe make some more content for the YouTube channel. Give us a follow Star Wars Time Show on YouTube. But just get back to the the art form. I mean, it, it's, it's something I, I, I bitch about. I make fun of myself, but... And, and other photographers and even the artists know it. Once you sit down and start doing it, there is, there's really no 
nothing else you'd rather be doing at that point in time. It's, it's to me, it's getting there is kind of tough right now just because of the lack of time as Johnny's saying. Uh, but once you get there and you can kind of get over with all the bullshit in your head, like, oh, you're not good enough. You'll never be like this guy or this girl. It's not worth setting up these shots. But w- when you're in it, it's like everything kind of just goes away. You know, it's just you're just focusing on the art. And that's what I miss the most is just sitting down, not really having a plan, throwing up the latest figure and trying to do something with some lights and smoke and mirrors. But yeah. Um, neither, and then one yeah. other thing, you know, it's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, do it. Um, no, it's like the other thing too, is like, you know, once you get to like, you know, that level that you're really stoked about your work and people start sto- getting stoked about it, share it. Don't be, mm-hmm. you know, share that knowledge because I've been fortunate enough where I've shared, um, you know, people have shared with me, how, how do you do this? Can you kind of ask you, where'd you get this? Where'd you buy this? How do you do this thing? They've been very, the community has been very nice. Um, and sometimes, you know, you get the person never responds back and that's okay. Then quick, you know, stop, stop hassling them or asking them. But for the majority people have been very, very nice and, you know, just pay it forward. When, once you get to that level or that, you know how to do that one thing, even if it's how to weather their shoes, shit, if someone tell, asks you, Hey, how did you do that? Don't be a dick. Just tell them like, Hey, I do yeah. this may, might may not be the best way, but it's my way. Try it. You know? And then it just, it's just, you know, what's that? Give a man a fish or whatever type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, just now you're, you're, you're right. And I find most people in the community are, are pretty open, but there, there have been others where it's like, okay, yeah. you, you didn't invent the camera. You didn't invent lighting. <laughs> you you might've been, you know, you did some neat stuff with it, but uh, Trevor had some, some great words on that topic. It's like, listen, man, people have been doing still photography for decades. That's all toy photography right. is. I mean, we're, we're, we're not inventing anything new. It's just, you know, we're, we're using toys instead of humans. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. you know, that, that is, I mean, that, that's good to know, you know, customizers out there, other artists, uh, it sounds like Johnny is receptive to you, uh, hitting them up, you know, maybe the first yeah. time's free, second time, 99 cents per minute. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I do have my, uh, my members, what is it? What is that new thing? Members only. What is that new thing that people have on their IG? Oh, uh, what is it like? Uh, like the fan, like the fans, fan, fans, fans only. Centro fan. Oh, uh, like oh, uh, oh uh, only fans thing. Oh, oh yeah. Fans. So you, you do go. like some some nude work too. Some then. nude, some yeah, nudes, yeah. Some nude, tasteful uh, nudes. Some, yeah. Well, well, we'll have to get him hooked up with some manscape stuff and he can, sh- he yeah, can put that on there, show people how to use the, the crop duster. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought it'd be, I thought it'd be kind of funny to have like, you know, hey, just a plain, you know, cause you know, you can get that guy that's going to be, Oh, I want to go see what they're doing and just have some plain figure up there for the yeah. freeze on whatever. Yeah, when you said only fans, I mean, my, my head only went fans. right into the gutter. I'm thinking of, you know, stay at home moms and milfs that, that are on that making, you know, six figures a year doing, doing bikini shoots in between picking up the kids at school. More power to them. I'll tell you what right now, like if if people would pay for me to like sit around with my shirt off or my balls hanging out, I would love it. I mean, (laughs) have at it. I don't care if they're gay or straight money's money. Right. So I might have to look into that. (laughs) I'll grow out more of my body hair and become, I'll become like a mini bear or something in in the community. there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, Hey, Johnny, it's been great talking with you, man. It's really, really, really oh, good here, chat man. like i said uh, you guys are my uh 
my Tuesday, I catch it pretty much the first part, and then I listen off and on, and then but for sure I catch the whole thing on Wednesdays. So there we go. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't it, explode and you can watch the rest of the show. But right now I'm looking and I've got like red lights going off and on <laughs> on, on the stream service. So I think we're still on the air right now. But um, anything else that you, that you would like to plug before we let you go? No, I mean um, just questions dm me um feel free to ask get on that giveaway I, you know i was pretty stoked because i started that at page in 19 so being two years in six thousand is pretty good awesome. um you know so again i dig your guys' show um i always post the, the you know support the guys i get prints you from, are you, you know, are one of the like best that. my friend i mean trust me i i see all that stuff and it does i appreciate it i mean all bullshit aside I truly do this show for, you know, people like you that, that, that appreciate it. You, you know, you, you find a little bit of the humor in our nonsense and, uh, you know, the fact that you make it a weekly listening or viewing experience does that, that that'll mean more to me than, you know, sponsor money or, or any of this type of shit. I'm all in it for the feedback. So, but I'm still <laughs> yeah. an asshole. I'd love to see even more feedback. So keep it coming. <laughs> I've always said, I'm like Tinkerbell from hook, right? You gotta, you gotta clap to make me feel special. And then I come to live and my, my wings start flapping. So, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'll be I mean, really quick. I'll, I'll be honest. It, I started listening to you guys, um, right before Mando season two. And it took me a little bit. Because of the angry guy, I was like, "What the heck's, go- what the heck's going on? What's this guy's problem?" But shit, I kept coming back. I was like, "What do they have to say?" Because again, I know, I know, I, I said this to you guys at least to Matt for sure a couple of times already. I give everybody else a fair fair chance, and I have to say that you know, I won't say who, but anyhow, your guys' content is not only spot on, it's informative. And it's fucking intelligent. It's not just yeah. blah, this, this bullshit, you know? And it's like, yeah. you know, that's why I, I enjoy it. And like I said, it took me a little bit, probably like a few, <laughs> maybe like five episodes. <laughs> oh, thing. boy. But shit. It I, was I, right I, when I, Boba, you started watching right when Boba oh, came yeah. in. And that was the, 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 the Boba, the, the, I'll never be able to live down the Boba Fett episode or post post podcast. That, that was rough. I, I basically no, pissed yeah. off uh, tones. I OAC left the show and oh, never no. came back after that. <laughs> oh, shit. He, he's Jesus come back. Christ. No, OAC. Yeah. He's, he's back on. He, 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 um, but you know, I, I definitely offended him personally. So I, I've, I've, oh, I've provided my mea culpas. You people got to remember, I, I'm just, I'm never going to get on here and just do a, a standard star Wars podcast. That's monotone and everything's happy. And uh, I have problems and sometimes I air them on, on the show, <laughs> That's funny. but I, I, I take yeah. the feedback. I get it. Main dude. I'm, I'm clearly the issue here. So, <laughs> you know, Johnny, we've been, we've been called many things and I believe you're the first person to ever call us intelligent and it's a good feeling. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that, that's right? why I keep yeah. Nick around for the intelligent quotient. So, <laughs> you know, it's nice. Oh, it's nice to hear. Uh, you know, man, we appreciate it. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh oh, 
We appreciate yeah. it. I, thought, well, he just, go. I thought he just hung up on us, but I guess that's like, a sign no. from the internet <laughs> gods. They're saying, they're like, yo, Matt, you haven't put enough quarters into the fucking machine yet, bro. Come on. <laughs> you can't have three people live. We're going to kill the feed. But anyways, this is at Johnny Osage Avenue on Instagram. Make sure to check out his 6,000 6, giveaway. This It's for that awesome custom Mandalorian. Uh, you, can find them on, you can find them on Instagram. Just search for Johnny. I bet even Johnny AVE would probably lead people to the promised land. So probably. Yeah, probably. Just, or, if you, or if anybody follows like, so like I've been paying that land speeder Luke stuff that 2797 is uh, printing out. So most likely if people order that, I'll be the one painting it. So there you go. If, yeah, that's right. And we more. even we got to mention in here from Bat, one of our buddies. You you can also buy some of like Johnny said his painted stuff from Twenty Seven Ninety Seven Studios. So they're also on Instagram. Yep. Uh, we try to promote their work whenever they tag us. I know it's not all the time, but I'm always down to share customizers in our our stories. And sometimes, like I believe with Johnny's Omega, those even get features. You know, Nick's never mm-hmm. picked him for a top five, so you have to write your hate I mail think to Johnny's him. Been in the top five. I'm pretty sure Johnny's been in a top five at least one time. Because I, I, I can specifically remember uh, a top five for Johnny in the past. I mean, at this point, it's getting hard to remember all of them because it's been years of top fives every week. But you know, I, I know yeah, that I've been. Know that I've, been made it. I've been. I think. I think so because I've been uh, on the page page. I've been three times, mm-hmm. and I think the first time I was. I think I might have made it in the top five because I remember I was like, what is this? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> See, that's it. You get yeah, it wrapped in like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like, we're like crack, you know, it's not as good as, as yeah, cocaine, exactly. but it's still exactly. addictive. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Johnny's. I, this is one of my favorite, just random creations. As we say goodbye, this is his good day, a bubblegum Kanga clone. Just oh, check man, this thing out hilarious. to see uh, his oh. creative brain. But this is a fantastic, just again, you would never see this anywhere. And that's why people like Johnny, Johnny, you're fantastic. So thank you again, my friend. It was a blast talking with you. Um, I'll make sure you keep promoting us on Instagram. If not, I'll send you some hate mail. (laughs) 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 Just kidding, man. All right. We're going to move on with the rest of the show. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. All right. See you later. Later. All right. Let's go ahead and switch switch up the feed. Got end bumpers running. I don't have the browser up. It's okay. This is the Star Wars time show. <laughs> there we go. No, we got that was it. that was fun. Yeah, no, Johnny, Johnny is a true just artistic yeah. genius. Yep. I mean, from I mean, this man is a customizer, a, a real ass painter, an architect. I mean, what can he not? It's do? true. And I've always said this. I mean, I, you know, people like him, and you heard it. I mean, his father was a, a craftsman too. It's got to be in the jizz, right? I mean, there's got to be some some DNA. This isn't something we could take a vaccine for to change our DNA and and make us shed COVID. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But no, he's a great guy. I mean, he's someone that, uh, you know, you diehards know that when you interact on socials, you're interacting with me, right? Nick is the true star. Mm -hmm. He only works on Tuesdays. Um, That's why last week, I think the YouTuber was was like, hey, man, there's just some feedback. I was like, listen. I'm I'm just telling you, Nick is not going to see this comment because my, my reply to the person was like, hey, this is great. Not here. And Matt's fat ass step all over Nick. 
I was like, well, it's too bad he doesn't check comments. And they're like, it was just it was just feedback, Matt. I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. Like Nick literally will not look at the comment, but I let him know. So, um, yeah. Thank you. One more time at Johnny underscore Osage, O-S-A-G-E underscore A-V-E. Um, just a good dude. And, and what I'm finding is that most people that were born in the 70s and early 80s are good people. It's all you cocksuckers yeah. born in the 90s and beyond that have fucked everything up. So. All you young, except you, <laughs> Sir Dork. Jared, you're okay. Well, I'm just kidding. Remember, I like the joke. Don't take it too personally. Um, Phoenix, I, I, I forgot to ask him if the giveaway was international. I saw that and I completely blew it. It did. Um, it does not say that it's not international is, is what I'll say. Well, then, so then sure I would recommend you, you, you try, you enter. And if you win, just be like, well, I didn't know. And just make Johnny feel bad yeah. and ship it, it <laughs> ship it to not, Germany. Well, no, nope, it's, it's, it I think Phoenix is Austria. I think Phoenix, is he Austria or Germany? I, I, I can't remember. All right. So here we go, my friend. Now we got to do the tour of all things Star Wars. Uh, I actually believe yep. we have interviews planned for the next three weeks. This is um, Spencer is keeping us busy these days. Yeah, I know. Right? Um, but I if, know if we, the one have some good ones, coming. yeah, if the one shows up next week, you people are going to be impressed. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hedge it that way. All right. I'm not even going to tease it if yet. <laughs> um, just know it's never on us and it's never the guest fault. It's just we're a tiny podcast and. They, they probably drink when they talk to Spencer. And then when the day comes, they're like, oh, shit, I said that. Um, it's like, what? Cancel. Yeah. Let me fire my agent. <laughs> it's like, who did you talk to? Uh, oh, <laughs> you know what, Nick? I think we should probably tell our friends about our other friends before we get into the Bad Batch. I think so. I think so. And what I'm talking they're about, just let me, uh, got to make sure everything is in order so we don't get in trouble. Here we go. There's that. And now let's get this thing going here. All right. Now we're ready. You know what's coming, and, and trust me, we are, we are proud to tell you. You know what's coming, Nick? Well, summer is coming. Hell, it's here. And in my it's opinion, coming. it's already over, right? I told you once July 4th come, summer <laughs> ends, and I know the rest of you now agree with me. But anyway, summer is coming. So are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. That's the one Nick and I have been talking about for, you know, what, a month and a half now. I'm sure Nick yep. just gave himself a fresh shave this morning. But anyways, compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men world, worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS. So, Nick, we, we got this performance package 4.0 and, and yes, you know, no, no lie. Like there, there, there's no spin. This is no sponsorship nonsense here. I've become a huge fan of Manscaped's grooming products, just even more yes. so than the trimmers, the Weed Whacker, which is the new nose hair trimmer they sent us, which I need. I don't know about you. Do you do you have bushes growing out of your nose every day? Dude, I, I, that's what I talked about on on uh, the last one was that you don't really realize you need a nose hair trimmer until like somebody tells you because like Taylor 
that that was the first time I realized she's like you like your nose hair is like you could see it. It's she's like your nose hair is almost touching your mustache. I was like, what? Oh yeah. Oh my. No, God. I I I um I try <laughs> to braid my nose hair into my mustache at some point in times, but luckily with Manscapes Weed Whacker. And it really does sound like you're whacking weeds when you jam it in there. If it's been a while, uh, I no longer have that issue as well as, you know, you get hair on the ears, too. Um, and, yeah. and plus with the lawnmower 4.0, I mean, not only can we trim our nose with the weed whacker, but with the 4.0, we're taking off our uh, armpit hair. We're trimming our ball hair either right down to the skin or, you know, leave a leave a little bit on there. It depends on what you like or what your your lady friend or, or guy friend may may be into. Um, but chest hair, yeah, you know, like us, it's time to bundle up with Manscaped and their performance package 4.0. That's what you should be seeing on your screen right now, because inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, which is an air and nose hair trimmer, waterproof, I might add crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, the boxer briefs that we have already raved about and a travel bag. And, and before I move on, I am. This is no joke. I will be buying these on a repeating basis now. Think like subscribe and save. The ball yeah. deodorant is unlike anything I've ever used before, and it truly does what it says it is going to do. My balls yeah. no longer have that ball smell at the end of the day. Guys, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. And the toner is, is another great thing because, you know, you, you might not want to bring a bottle of ball deodorant around with you because it, it's like a it's a cream, right? You know, it's like a cream. Yeah. When I apply it, I might stay down there a little too long and have a little too much fun. But it's a cream where the reviver toner, it's a spray. So let's say, you know, you're out. You know, I was at Cedar Point all last week getting swamp ass in the lines. If I had my toner on me, Nick, I could have just shoved it down my pants, gave myself two sprays and I would have been smelling fresh. The one thing that's not yes. mentioned in this that I also want to talk about is the 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 foot spray i think it's called the foot duster oh that is another one that yes i've been using that all and nick what i found to be the beauty because we also got some body wash from them is the scent Mm -hmm. is all the same so you know sometimes guys or even girls you you may you know have your perfume smells one way your deodorant another your lotion another manscapes got you covered all smells the same and it smells great so yeah. So let, let, let's move on here. So first off, the new performance package 4.0 includes the lawnmower like we talked about. All right. This is the trimmer that's insanely fast and efficient. It's the goat of ball trimmers, right? Yes, we said that. Uh, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7000 RPM motor. So there are no pubes too strong for this thing to mow mow through. Mm -hmm. It has a multifunction on off switch with a travel lock for those of you that are on the road. And it also gives you the ability to use a 4000 K LED spotlight just in case you need to get to those hard to see areas. And guess what? The trimmer is waterproof too. So you can do it in the shower or in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. But if you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes that lovely weed whacker we just talked about. This thing is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. 
Okay, so this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which I can vouch for. I've had no pulls, no nicks, um, which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. So seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside. Like I said, use that crop preserver ball deodorant. It is awesome. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use the crop reviver. I promise you the stuff works. My wife likes me again, guys. <laughs> Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with the Performance Package 4.0. So you get the Manscaped bo- boxers, which I know our fans can attest to, as well as myself and Nick, as well as the Shed Travel Bag. All right. So, friends, to get 20% off plus free shipping, just use the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. All right. Yes. And I'm not kidding, people. Like the the the, the stuff you put on your balls, it's it's awesome. Um, I use it every day. Yeah, it's it, it's like it's like a part of the routine. Hundred percent, and and this is not just you know salesmanship. This is real life. I'm uh, uh, we are not bullshitting you. All right. Dude, I kind of laughed when I first got it. I was like, who needs all this stuff? Like, I'm not like a I'm not like a product person. Like, I don't I barely use lotion. And then yes. I find like when I finally got it, I started using it and I was like, damn, this shit's actually nice. I really like it. No, I, I mean, Nick, <laughs> I, I, was, I was kind of like you. I mean, I, I don't I've never used cologne. I, I, you know, I'll throw on some deodorant and maybe some just man face lotion. Uh, but it's been decades since I really cared about how I smelled or even looked. But I'll tell you what, using this type of stuff, it just makes you feel better. All right. Yeah, I can say that yeah. as a man, it, when I, when I smell like a clean man, a manly man, I feel better as a man. So I will be continuing to order these things. Uh, the body wash, the, the ball deodorant, the foot spray. It's all yeah, fantastic. No, dude, as funny as it sounds, it's legit shit. All so right. Definitely give them a, give them a check. So let's go ahead and get on here with the, um, with the show, with the Bad Batch, which with- I've kind of dubbed this episode. So we're, we're breaking down S1E11, a.k.a. Devil's Deal. You know, earlier I said, Nick and I, we, we kind of missed on our our title speculations for these past two episodes. The one I, I missed last week and then this one. Um, but I'll tell you what, Devil's Deal was was something else. It was something I, I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting in this series, Nick. And I say that because the Bad Batch was in it for, what, a minute? Two, yeah, two minutes at most. I mean, a really it's, casual scene. I, I kind of like how they did that, though. I mean, they, they, I guess they're they're showing you like, hey, Bad Batch can be more than just following Clone Force ninety nine. Um, yeah. So, so I appreciate that. I, I obviously I've dubbed it Star Wars Rebel Zero. Uh, anyone that's a fan of Rebels and and Hera and Chopper in particular was probably moved or inspired maybe be too strong of a word with this episode. Uh, but it, it was a great bit of lore exposure for the character of, of Harrison Dula. And, you know, we'll throw chop yes. in there as well. So I think overall, while it was a, it was the most unique bad batch episode we've, we've had to date because the namesake stars weren't really even in it. <laughs> right. But yeah, for people that have dedicated their lives to the Clone Wars and Rebels, it was kind of like a return home. Yeah, uh, it, it was a one for you kind of episode. It, yeah, you know? it, it, I, 
and Nick's saying that because he knows like I, I basically masturbate to Star Wars lore. <laughs> like I love learning Star Wars lore. That's why I was so excited way back when when the prequels were coming because I wanted to see those stories. Just like I love seeing what Hera was up to at this point in time in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, S one E eleven to me was was pretty great. Uh, thanks to its yep. it's just unique delivery and then obviously for the the story it's painting for Hare's past all right yeah. so let's let's get down and, and kind of pick up some of the the eggs and references here i'll be honest i mean the bad batch has been very light on what i would call the dictionary definition of an easter egg Outside of Sid's yeah. office, there there really has not been much. You know, we had the the, the, the trooper doll shit like that. Uh, I still call it Easter eggs because I know that's what people may click on versus Star Wars references. So sue me if you don't like the um, the, the terminology. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Nick, in the uh, let me get my oh come on, all right, whatever. So. We start out, again, with some very familiar faces, especially if you're diehard TCW or Rebels, and, and we start out with uh, Gobi Glee. So Gobi Glee, we know um, I, he was in Clone Wars. I, I also think he's in Rebels. Uh, we know it's, it's, it's Hera's uncle, and, and we actually learned through this episode that she probably gets some of her edge from Gobi oh, and yeah. her mother, which we finally got to meet, yeah. so... Uh, that was one of the first references we got right off the bat. And then at that big uh, kind of stumping scene where where Cham essentially sold himself out, we get to see one of the fattest senators in the galaxy in Orn Free Ta. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy dates all the way back to what, Attack of the Clones, I believe, or maybe even Phantom yeah. Menace. Hey, uh, he, he, I think he might have been in the Senate chambers in Phantom Menace yeah. when they were calling for the vote of no confidence. So, yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. He was in Clone Wars yeah. 2. I know Tones mentioned that based on what happens to him in this episode, it may break some canon in words and shit. Uh, I... I'm pretty sure he's dead. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, I, Crosshair doesn't miss, and the, the bolt hit him in his fucking head. So I. Yeah. In, unless I was a a new type of Star Wars stun bolt, I'm pretty sure he is out. Uh, but hey, I, I mean, I know it's technically not even a reference because we've never seen her before. But we also get to see uh, Eleni Sindula for the first time. We've seen her in, you know, some family heirloom art pieces. I think, uh, mm-hmm. was that Thrawn stole that painting or I, we, we've yes, seen her in yes. paintings before. It was in, it was in Thrawn's office. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time we, we've ever seen her. And, and I'll tell you what, I now know where Hera gets those good looking, uh, Twi'lek looks from because I was, I was going to say, Matt, if you could pick one planet to live on, would it be Ryloth? Yeah, I, I feel think like so. that would be like, I your think fucking, so. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm such a perv day. for the, the Lekus. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Nick. It's like green or blue women with stuff coming out of their head. Just it just does something for me. And uh, <laughs> Hera's mom may be even better looking than Hera herself. So uh, it, it was good to see uh, Eleni there. Uh, but we also got the, and this is more for the collectors out there. But if you're watching on the live stream, you can kind of see in the background. But we, we got this clone captain who was billed as clone captain ballast in this uh, vintage collection four pack that just released. Uh, but we learned at least that they call him Captain Hauser. So I'm not sure what the hell is going on there. 
Uh, but that that was again, that's a reference because this this clone was kind of spoiled before he even had his show show's debut. Thanks to Hasbro. Yep. Thanks, Hasbro. And then good old Cham. He's another one. He's been here since Clone Wars. There was a big arc, you know, the uh, the the whole Ryloth arc from the Clone Wars. And I believe he was also in Rebels when they headed back there later on in that show's run. Uh, yeah, so there's there's Cham and Hauser. How about Hauser though? Like uh, we'll we'll talk about him a bit more in the key points. There's something different about this clone, and yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I just don't know what because I don't I don't know the you know he can't have his chip removed. I know someone said I was I, gonna say he's go ahead. He's not fully bought in is the best you, way to yeah, put it. I mean, you can tell from the beginning of this episode to the end. Yeah. In his head, he is questioning everything Rampart is telling him to do. And sometimes he's even yeah. like, yeah, but she's a kid. Like, seriously? Like, what the fuck are you doing? So he is not full-on Kool-Aid drunk like the rest of the clones. And another thing, and, and this isn't by accident, Nick, he, he still has his his color coding, right? He still has yeah, painted armor. Yeah, he's still got the colors on his, uh, on his so armor. The, yeah. Again, that's a purpose, purposeful choice by the show's writers and, and artists, I think, to just visually signify that, hey, this guy is not like the rest, even after Order 66. And I, I think we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll kind of find that out coming up this week in uh, the next episode, which is literally called Rescue on Ryloth, I believe. So that, yeah. that's yeah. the one where Nick and I, you know, we, we we got some speculation right about seeing hair and Bad Batch, but it was for the episode coming up this week, not the past two. So I'm sorry I beat myself with the cattails earlier. I, I will punish myself yeah. for fails, just like I celebrate for my wins. And then the big one. I mean, th- this was huge. Uh, I, I, we knew it was coming, right? When, when, when we saw that rescue on Ryloth, they're like, okay, you're not going to Ryloth without showing a young Hera. So I, I yeah. will give Nick and I credit for that call. We were just two epi- or an episode early. Um, did you find it interesting that they, they kept her accent because that was Vanessa Marshall that, cause I, I had some friends like, why the fuck did they get a different voice actress as, as, as like they did it? They just made a choice yeah, that because she's still on her home planet and has never left, she still has her accent. She's, yeah. So I thought at first it kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, oh, wow. They like, you know, she's well, they still talk like it, uh, they but, talk like the French, like we, oui, we, oui, hey, mommy, uh, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, I think I that's kind of the conclusion that I came to as well, was that like she's still on her home planet. She probably hasn't heard, you know, too much conversation outside of the, the, uh, Twi'leks on Ryloth. So that's just the way she speaks and she has no reason to like mask her accent for any reason. Well, I mean, think about it. She, she's probably 12, 13, early teens at this point. Yeah, she's still a kid. I moved, I moved from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania when I was 14, lived there my whole life. Anyone that lives in Pittsburgh now or has lived there, you know, it has a, a very distinct dialect. The yins and the rat eight and gum band. I mean, it's a very distinct mm-hmm. accent. I don't have it. I moved at 14 to the boring Midwest, which essentially drowned it out. So I, I think we could just be okay with the fact that, that Hera just naturally lost that hard Rylothian accent yeah. when she left her planet, which we're going to see on Friday. I mean, l- let's yeah. be real. I don't want to do our speculations yet, but just based on the title, 
we're getting a direct follow-up to the cliffhanger that was devil's deal. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be a surprise who is going to ultimately rescue her. It's going to be Hauser and the bad batch. I think Hauser's probably going to sacrifice himself. I'm also going to call that Hera's mom will die trying to protect Hera in the next episode. That's inevitable. Hauser will probably die trying to get her off planet with the bad batch, but the bad batch is coming back to save Hera. That's, that's easy. I'm not even, I'm not even going to get boastful about that one, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) That's free. Yeah. That's free speculation. But Hey, I'll tell you what, just seeing her, and the fact that she, you know, I, I, I guess I just kind of glossed over the fact that Chopper was her droid and has probably been with the Syndulla clan his entire existence, which is why I love him even yeah. more because he's he's he didn't. Did he seem as ornery to you? I was going to say he doesn't seem like he was as like he seems a little more like, little yes, Chopper. yes, ma'am. Like, especially to yeah. Lenny. He's like, you got it. You got it, boss. Like he seemed more yeah. of a willing participant. <laughs> And maybe we'll see, see like why for, he he gets a little a little angry or curmudgeonly in his. I was gonna his say, older like years. I think it's probably because he 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 probably looks at Hera as like a like a sister figure and not as much as the matriarch or the the yeah. leader of the family and that's what he was used to with Eleni and and when she's gone he maintains that type of relationship with Hera not you know she doesn't become the matriarch she's still the the little sister or something like yeah, that yeah cuz you know in rebels like if someone told him to stay there or, or wait for my signal to bring the speeder up he would have been like always got something to say yeah he he would have been like hey fuck you maybe pop that one of his little arms but no it was it was great seeing these two and we we knew it was coming. We just missed it by uh, an episode or two. And she's not mm-hmm. done yet. Like I said, uh, th- this uh, episode coming up this Friday seems to be or, or, or should be a, a cliffhanger or pay off on the cliffhanger, which was essentially Rampart saying she's not getting off planet. How's her looking a little sketchy? And then you just see Hera kind of floating away like, oh, shit, what is happening to my family and life right now? Yeah. Um, here we had all sorts of Clone Wars era uh, vehicles that are still being used. You got the Lat, right? The the the, the clone gunships. Mm-hmm. You had a Juggernaut, and we actually saw there are the Empire's already using Juggernauts as prisoner transports, just like we saw in Rogue One. Uh, so that yeah. you know, just I guess we did get some uh, direct eggs there. Even the the clone speeders are the same speeders you see in Revenge of the Sith. And last but not least, we get a Blurg sighting. All right. Yep. We, we knew Rylothians used Blurgs from the Clone Wars, but that was still not the first franchise to introduce this beast. Uh, Blurgs actually debuted way back in those Ewok movies. I was going to say, like, it was like the Caravan of Courage. I, I don't know if it's Caravan of Courage one of the or the one with, uh, what's his name? Sarek? It's, no, that's fucking mm-hmm. like Star Trek, I think. Tarek. Tarek. Yeah, Tarek. there you go. Tarek, the, the evil Tarek. guy and the witch. Uh, but that that's actually where Blurgs, I believe, first appeared in, in Star Wars. All right. So those are your um, references and eggs. Now for the key stuff, the, you know, stuff that for Nick and I to chew on. I found that, you know, if you're a an avid watcher of Clone Wars and Rebels, I really appreciated the opening scene of watching Cham 
kind of take one for the team or he thought he was taking one for the team because you know cham has always been a hardcore freedom fighter i mean he's always been right yeah. rylothians or bust he, even he was even itchy about teaming up with the republic back in the clone wars era yeah so i found it uh, very impactful and it, it had to happen because no one was going to believe fatso right uh no no yeah. rylothian was going to buy into whatever orn frita was saying but you could see Cham, without even being manipulated, like usually this would be, you'd have the Empire. I mean, just Copes, no. I mean, one episode prior, they were just they were doing the same thing on Raxus, right? They were they were essentially yeah. holding a gun to the center's head without holding it, saying you you better say the right thing. Here, Cham yeah. willingly willingly throws in with the Empire, mm-hmm. which to to me it shows a little growth with him, but also. He he kind of has can a read the he can read the landscape. He knows what's coming. Right. He he's also has a little blind spot here to the to the Imperials. Like I mean, Gobi Glee is the one that knows. I mean, he 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 knew the, the, the there was some bullshit going on right from the get go. But like I said, it seems yeah. like Cham really was trying to make this new piece work with the Imperials, but. You know, clearly that gets all blown up uh, within 22 yeah, minutes after quickly. the speech. So, yeah, it, it just for the character, like I said, it, if you grew up watching him in Clone Wars and even the way he acted towards Hare and Rebels, it was a, it was different, a different Yeah, it was a different type of, of champ, but he, he felt like he had to do it. He, I, I really do believe he thought he was doing the right thing in accepting the uh, Imperial occupation Imperial. And, and turning over their weapons. Yeah. Uh, um next key moment here obviously was the, uh, getting Hera and Chopper but the fact that they were already being rebellious. As a yeah, little kid already spying on yeah, the installation. As a little kid Hera is already going against the empire plus those those scenes and you know let's the cinematography in this episode was was like movie quality i mean there were some of those shots when they left ryloth and came back those those wide sweeping landscape shots were beautiful but the ones i'm talking about here where you kind of see how much love hair has for piloting where she's just kind of laying on her back daydreaming moving her hand through the air with the birds i i loved all that stuff again like nick said i get a hard on for just these little itty bitty lore nuggets for hair you know her her accent her rebellious nature from the get-go, her extreme love for piloting. I mean, hell, she's not even a full pilot yet. Yeah, she. they won't even let her take off or yeah. land the ship. And, you know, and, it's, it's little things like that that people don't appreciate who are more, I would say, like more casual fans. Like, if you're a casual fan of Star Wars, this episode is probably not for you. Oh, you wouldn't you know, even, you wouldn't have paid two cents to the fact that Hera was talking about learning how to fly. You'd be like, who gives a shit, kid? Shut yeah. the fuck up. Uh, but for people like us, where you like to see how the dots connect throughout the eras, I just I find it very interesting uh, to to see a Hera not being the amazing pilot that she was by the time we yeah. met her in Rebels. I mean, Nick, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here, but we could argue Hera Syndulla ends up becoming one of the greatest rebel pilots and strategists of all time. 
Yeah, I mean, she makes it all the way through, at least from what we can tell. She even makes it all the way through to the end of Tross when the when the battles come in. At least the, the ghost does. But yeah, I mean, through through squadrons, order. we know she's an active uh, she's general there. leading yeah. armada still. She was the she was the main uh, rebel or new republic general behind that that big ass mm-hmm. ship they were trying to hide from the Empire. Uh, so again, yeah, it's, so, it's, I, mean, it's, I like seeing where the roots were planted and then we get to see mm-hmm. how it, how they grow into the character we first met. So this is yeah. doing prequel type of star Wars content, right? Okay. Yes. Um, so I, I just, I really appreciated hair and chopper and we're going to get to see them again. Yeah. I, um, I have a feeling Nick, I, I, I want to know if you have a feeling not in your, in your pants, but in your brain, <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Omega and Hera are going to become some sort of uh, maybe even just pen pals for now. I, I love their yeah, little meeting, like, like you know, setting that up. Two little girls just kind of chatting and, and being amazed at the ship. And I loved Omega's tour and Hera, you know, just mm-hmm. just you know, basically getting Tho over the, over the the, the the cockpit and and all that yeah, stuff. You get to live on a starship. I know it's just it's like, it was, it was fantastic. You get to see, yeah, little moments like that, and I think you're on to something. I I think that obviously like, we know that you know Hera eventually loses her mother like we know that, that, oh, that that's coming on that friday you're, you're, spoilers yeah i was <laughs> gonna say i think that you're spot on when you said that that was going to happen in the next episode and then but we also know that she essentially has the rebellion as her adopted family and i think that the the bad batch and omega in particular is going to be like the first iteration of that like where else can this girl go other than to tag along with them for a little while and then we still haven't seen officially the 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 bad batch interact with the rebellion in any form or fashion outside of like the, the one meeting with yeah with, with Rex and 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 then everything else has just been freelance mercenary work so like this I feel like this is going to lead them as directly to the rebellion as anything well, else can. you're right because when I was out last week I don't know if you you, you talked about it but the um common ground episode episode 10 I mean, they do it kind of mm-hmm. subtly, but they they uh, knock off two narrative shackles, as I'll call them. The de- the debt to Sid is the paid, Sid. right? Yeah. So exactly. they, yep. they no longer have to that. mill around there. And Omega c- cements herself as an elite strategist and gets Hunter to commit yep. that he'll never leave her again. Uh, so those yeah. those to me, like I said, th- those are two kind of narrative handcuff moments that the Bad Batch has had to adhere to, but they no longer do. So Nick Nick's 100 percent right at this. I, I would say from Rescue on Ryloth on, it could be a whole different flow to the end in Episode 16, meaning we're not going to be hanging out on Ord Mantell anymore. That That's they're not really going to be doing jobs. I mean, hell, at this point, they could just be trying to get Hera safe and then it'll be back to people hunting down Omega and they got to keep bouncing around there. Maybe Boba shows up. Uh, But but I I mean, even for future Star Wars, I I don't think the Hera Omega meeting and the way it played out in this episode was just for shits and giggles. I think it was was kind of an, an establishing moment for these two. To where if they decide to, you know, you know, uh, green light it and get things going again, the, the Rangers of the of the Republic, both of these ladies would be fantastic for that. 
Um, the Ahsoka mm-hmm. series, yeah. you could argue they could cross into, but know, it just felt like these two will probably link up again and possibly even in future Star Wars yet to be told. Yeah. And next, I think this is our, well, it's not our last one in terms of screens, but I guess I uh, deleted shit. <laughs> um, but the uh, the whole Syndulla trap, it was like a double trap. You know, the Syndulas yeah. thought they had a trap going, but in the end, this Rampart guy uh, may be a pretty decent strategist himself. Uh, yeah, he can read the read the movements of others. It, it well. seems, Nick, that he and Crosshairs kind of have like a, a special relationship. Like he runs all the, the the extremely shady shit, like the like the secret plans through Crosshairs and not through Hauser and the other clones. Do you pick up yeah. on that? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it just seems like he everything kind of lined up and fell right into Rampart's plans. Uh, I, I think he wanted everything to happen that did. It was his way to villainize this, the the Syndulas and just completely remove them from the map on Ryloth. Because he knows too, if you have a Cham Syndulla and a Gabi Glee and a Eleni Syndulla running around out there, within a few months they're going to be uh, over There's the Imperial occupation. Yeah. I mean, Gobi is yeah. already trying to build up fucking weapon caches and sending his niece to spy on Imperial installations. So Rampart, I mean, he he wanted the Syndulas gone just as bad as Orn Frita. And I'm sure he's not sad that, that Orn took a, a shot to the head to get it done. Um, yeah. Like I said, apparently, uh, Tones brought this up, apparently Orn dying here which I, I do think he's dead i mean we we saw the shot we saw the body getting pulled off on a stretcher that that typically checks off a lot of the boxes for pop culture deaths so yeah for, he should be dead. dead he should be dead you, you, you never truly know because i mean boba fett did come back from the sarlacc which apparently yeah. digests people for six thousand years so I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because his head's so fat, so the bullet didn't like where he got like yeah, shot. Yeah, maybe in, like, it, it hit leku. it hit a leku and just that. I'm assuming that's yeah, nothing but it, lard. Like, didn't, yeah, didn't penetrate all the way. But who knows? Yeah, but I mean, it was clearly a headshot though. <laughs> but I mean, hey, if if the book canon gets overwritten, that's why I've always told you EUs and you uh, words and shit lovers. And Nick said it himself. Like even the novelizations of the movies, he's like, listen, you can't. A lot of the, the writing stuff you can't really take as canon. It might be when they write yeah. it, but 10 years down the road, a guy named Dave Filoni may fucking change it and make his own canon. So, <laughs> yeah. um, But I, I don't know. I mean, it just the uh, the strategy going on here between the Syndulas and the Empire is obviously going to lead to a very explosive culmination in Rescue on Ryloth. Uh, so from here, Nick, I think we can kind of... Uh, do a little speculations. I, I, I've, I've teased a few of my own, but I, I believe, I think Hera's mom is going to die jumping in front of a blast either meant for Hera or Cham. I think that's yeah. how she goes out. I think Hera ultimately gets out. Like I said, it's going to be kind of a two, two-pronged effort with Hauser somehow and we'll talk about him next and clearly the bad batch is coming back to ryloth i mean you're yeah you're not going to have another episode where they just deliver weapons to somebody on a moon and disappear um they will be here for the uh the 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 fireworks yeah Uh, so i i definitely agree 
that this is where Hera's mom has to go out. There's there's no avenue out for her, I don't think. I, I, like, there's no story thread that she needs to be in outside of this. Well, it, it just then, it makes it, it, it makes what we already know about Hera's it, past. It's going to cement the fact that she witnessed yeah, the Empire exactly. essentially murder her mother. her mother. Yeah. Yeah. As for Hauser, yeah, let, let's talk about this guy. What, what do you think about yeah. this clone? He's, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, you can see he has a scar on his face. And I don't know if that plays a role. Like, I don't know if, like, head, like, for example, if, like, head injury can, like, affect the way that your chip is working or something like that. But he's definitely not as as like dialed in and, and it's, just like robotically controlled as everybody else. Is. Now, do you feel it's, it's so significant that we're going to need some form of explanation or are you just going to roll with it that he's somehow just a good clone? I think that we'll get an explanation because I, I, like, uh, unlike you, I don't think he's going to die. Like, I think that he's going to make it. And I think that he may even defect in the next episode. Okay. Like there's like, in in my opinion, if when he sees the batch come in and like the rescue effort begins, I think what's likely going to happen is like he'll be sent against them. Obviously, he's the he's the commander and in, in charge of the troops on on Ryloth, but he will have he'll have that either moment of hesitation to where like he essentially stops himself from any aggression towards them, or he will just straight up turn on his own men and defect and. And if the, he does do that, if he does make it out alive, then there's going to have to be a conversation between at least Tech and and Hauser on like right. how exactly is this not happening? So, so you like, have a, what a is slightly different you? take on. I I, I think he's yeah. toast. I think he will ultimately sacrifice himself to get Hera fully off the planet because a lot of his, a lot of his. Uh, I'm going to use this term a lot of people like, but his woke moments were always revolving around. Either the Sindulas or the kid. Yeah. Like he had a real hard problem yeah. with locking up a kid. Um, See, I think that there's too much. I think that what what's trying to like what they're trying to do is like tech is constantly getting little pieces of information about how this chip either works or doesn't work. Like with Recury found out, you know, like, okay, even though it seemed like it was dormant, it could turn back on. But he's also learned like why it doesn't work in some cases. Yeah, I mean, and this I guy just seems, he's he he's almost like echo where the, the, the fucking chip is just yeah. completely dead because while he still did a lot of yes, sirs, he mm -hmm. would question it where we, we know a, a crosshair yeah. or a reg, they don't fuck around. They're just like, yeah, no good soldiers. Yeah. Like, all right. Hey, shoot this. Kid. I mean, you have crosshair aim for the kid. I mean, <laughs> they don't yeah. fuck around. This yeah. guy so I, seems I to even more so than when Rex got his chip flipped. Like this guy seems more with it. I know we could argue, yeah. well, there's no Jedi present. Uh, he doesn't know the bad batch or traitors. Well then, you know, uh, it's like, how do these chips function? Still, We've talked about like, this. It, it's not, yeah, it's not even to that level. It's like, the chip is you get you are given an order you follow it there's no you can't hesitate there is no moment of like thinking it's just you Exa do it. i mean we'll go and, back to the record moment right or the record episode where he finally loses it i mean is the chip telling him the bad batch of traitors or did he know that because he was with them when they did the traitoring 
Yeah, I was gonna say so like, like how is it how, based how, off of information gathering. That's what I mean. Like yeah. can and and this was my theory. Like the the empire can just download shit to the chip and essentially re. Mm-hmm. You hate these people now. Hate them. Exactly. It just yeah, it does like not seem like Hauser has any of the hate programming yet. Uh, yeah, and I hope so we I find out that, like, why. I, I don't want this glossed over. Like, oh yeah, he was just one of the good ones. Because fuck you, Rex himself, the greatest and, and probably the the most generous heart clone of them all, couldn't fucking beat the chip without help. Yeah. So there's exactly. no way Hauser know, is beating like, it just by himself. Yeah, and like this has changed a lot in like previous canon, like old EU canon. And now because like in old EU canon, they were literally clones that like that literally, they they were with their Jedi at the moment. And they told them, they were like, run, we'll give you a head start. And, but then we have to come after you. And that seems kind of like what Hauser is like. He's like, he's like a guy, he's like still a soldier, but he has some sense. He's, he has enough sense to him where he's like, I know that this is not right. Like this is something's fucked up here. I'm still a soldier, but I, I still have questions and I'm not just going to fucking blindly follow you. So it's, I, I do think that, that if he lives and and he somehow ends up with the batch, then there's a lot of information to be gathered on tech side of like, how exactly is he, like even slightly going against the program. Yeah, I, we had a th- I, we had a theory in our Discord. I don't know. I don't know if it was tones or hey, join the Discord. By the way, check out our bio link on our Instagram profile. That's the easiest yes. way to do it. Uh, but tones was like you know maybe maybe Rex got to him already. And I was like eh, it possibility, a very slight one, but it, it something has had to happen. I just I really hope it, it's addressed. Because uh, I, I, unlike yeah. Nick, I believe Hauser's time in this series is short. I think he's he's going to go out uh, doing a very heroic act against his conditioning, or maybe not conditioning. Uh, but I do want to know, and you know, maybe even though the scar in his face is on the opposite side of the chip, who knows? Maybe the the mm-hmm. concussion, the shock, might have done something. Yeah. But he's still he's. Just, still going along with the empire where, you know, people that had the chips ripped out, they, they see it right away. Like, Oh, this is fucking yeah. off. So who knows? Yeah. A very interesting clone. Uh, nonetheless. Right. I mean, I think we can at least yeah. leave it with that. Hauser started off as ballast. Now he's Hauser. He somehow doesn't seem psychotic. Maybe his name is ballast Hauser. There you go. <laughs> like, who knows? Well, all like their names are CT name something. And then they, they give themselves names, but they just give them. Yeah. The last thing on this guy, and I, I'm sure you picked up on this, but I equate his relationship with the, with Cham and the Sindulas, like the relationship a lot of the clones had with their Jedi generals, because uh, it seems with Ryloth, at least, once the Republic came first to help them, the the Rylothians and then just clones kind of stayed back and, and fought yeah. separatists. It didn't seem like they they had a a a Jedi stuck a with them. General. So it seems yeah, like Hauser kind of became that buddy buddy clone with General Champsindula versus a a Jedi. And, and, you know, maybe yeah, that's exactly. why he struggles to to see anything bad happening with the Sindula family. But he's still yeah, there's like humanity there. He still has a little mm-hmm. too much humanity, I think, though, a little too much. Yeah. Something's going on. And, and hopefully we get some insights. If it goes yeah. next way, we should definitely get him because he's going to get some interviews and poked and prodded by by tech. If it goes my way, we may lose out on that type of of lore. So you never know. 
But coming up this Friday, you know, we, we know the title. It's Rescue on Ryloth. So, uh, I mean, that's not too hard to speculate on. I think, Nick, I think we may hit we may hit a few on this episode in terms of our yeah. our speculation uh, scoreboards. So. I hope so. <laughs> so just to remind everyone, here are my calls. Eleni Sindula is going out, saving her daughter, a sacrifice type of move. Because you know Rampart and the clones or Crosshair are going to use Hera to really get to the parents somehow. I just I don't think Hera is is completely free quite yet. Um, yeah. Hauser will play a direct role in saving Hera. And the Bad Batch will be the ones to actually take her from planet and keep her safe so she can one day grow up by the ghost, find some other crew members and become the leader of Phoenix Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting, too, to see, like, do we if she does make it to the rebellion in this in this next episode, like if if they boom, they get off a Ryloth. And then for some reason, they like hook up with a a rebel cell. Are any of the future ghost crew members already, is Zeb already there? You know, like is somebody, does she she run in with anybody that she eventually, you know, like is, is, I mean, Sabine would be too young. Like is a young Kanan there? Like I'm interested to see if they follow through any, any further on this plot line of like her joining the rebellion. Well, I mean, and we saw young Kane in, in, in this timeline that, I mean, yeah, and the, this would be exactly, like their, um, so. their, their middle school love period. Right. Cause yeah, they're I both know, right? probably the, like the, the first... either early teens or, or that weenie tween in betweeny. Uh, yeah. Like I, it, would be, it would be like a, a rebellion daycare center. <laughs> you have you have Hera and you have Kane. Yeah, it's it's their it's the, the who's who of up and coming rebellion fighters. It's it's like they have a special program yeah. there on the uh, Yavin Four, uh, where, yeah. where they kind of identify people early on and and put them into the program. But hey, mm-hmm. I, I even if this was a a Star Wars uh, Rebels type of episode. I think if anything, it, it just goes to show you the the vehicle that the Bad Batch can be for delivering excellent Star Wars lore set during a time period that we literally have zero storytelling in at this point outside of stuff coming up 10 years from now with Kenobi and a few years after that with Solo. But up until that, all this shit is fresh. And uh, so far, I think the Bad Batch team, under the tutelage of our Lord and Savior Dave Filoni, has done a fantastic job at kind of giving us diehards an inside look at what was going on at this point in time and how the Empire quickly, quickly became something that the systems wanted to rebel against. Uh, I mean, back to back episodes, we've seen two major planets from the Clone Wars era. I mean, Raxus was the seat of the right. separatist movement. That exact, yeah. And, exactly. and how they were essentially made to bend, bend the knee. And that's never mm-hmm. going to work. And that's why the rebellion formed and the empire fell, what, 20 years after its formation. So uh, fantastic stuff, Dave. I know you're listening. We appreciate you. Keep up the great <laughs> work. We'll be talking about your action figure coming up soon. All right, um, we got some Mando stuff here, my friend. Uh, you've got a you've got an actual deal. I've got something that that's interesting. Uh, yes, and there, this I isn't mean, just bullshit. This isn't like Kessel runs poo fling on Reddit type of stuff. Uh, this co- this uh, next story comes from legitimate, officially licensed material, 
And um, I'm, I'm thinking, Nick, either someone didn't update the listing after COVID uh, or they just fucked up. But what I'm talking about here, uh, this showed up on the, the leaks this week. But there is a, a book listing from Random, Random House called The Mandalorian Boba Fett Returns. It's supposed to be a, a, a yeah. screen comic, essentially, where it's just really nice, glossy images from the show that, that tell a story as you flip pages. Perfect for dopes like Nick and, Nick and myself, right? Not a lot of words, <laughs> yes. some great looking pictures. But anyways, if, if you really dug into the listing, you actually had to dig in and I I went and did it to verify it. This is a screenshot, but I verified it live. But if you dug into this book's listing under its key selling points, here's some of those selling points. And there's going to be one that's going to make you maybe uh, raise your eyebrow or, you know, get, get a little type of a what? So the book of Boba Fett premieres on Disney plus December, 2021. We know that. That's legit. All right. So far, so good. Here we go. Season three of The Mandalorian premieres on Disney Plus spring 2022. Okay. That's, yeah. What do you think about that, my friend? Eyebrow razor. I mean, we were always working under the assumption that it would just take the December slot yes. back in 2022. Yes. Like we, I've even we, taken it to the bank know. a few times. It's in the fucking Star Wars time show vault of, of speculation. Yeah, it's, right it's now. in the. So what's interesting is that spring 2022 means that filming for this has to, would probably have to start around December. Bro, it, it would then. have already like, have had to start. Yeah, I would say like spring is early. Like, like I, I, I think know. I think Book of Boba just ended, let's say, conservatively four weeks ago. And that show is not coming out yeah. to December. And they were filming since yeah, so. they were filming since the end of 2020. So so here's what it I'm seems thinking. Like it's do you, accelerated do you think and this is what can happen when you share a timeline do you think they just concurrently shot some of mando season three while they were doing book of boba it's very possible i mean you you have the same players yeah well, in, we know din's, din's gonna have a cameo regardless they're, like, yeah they're not letting disney's be, not letting their poster boy uh, go away for two years yeah i mean it would almost be a waste of money for them not to because there, there's no way that you're not using some of the same like planets, some of the same setups, Hell some yeah. of the same players. So why waste the money and say like, okay, well, we're only filming Boba stuff here. We'll film the Mando stuff later with all of the same pieces. So yeah, it's very possible that you know thirty percent of this right, of, right. of Mando season not three saying, could have already been filmed. I'm not saying they they shot the whole thing. I mean, I think they're yeah. they should be shooting now. I would I would assume so. Or getting ready yeah, they, to. They it. have to start. But we even had that with the spring 2022 release date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they 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 better they they better get moving because I mean spring 2022. What was that cover? March to June is spring, right? Yeah, yeah. So what? Mid March to mid June is technically the spring season. Um. So yeah, I would assume they would want to wrap their principal probably by October of of yeah, 2021. I mean, latest latest would be november and then that would give you they would give you uh, december january february three months of post if you wrapped in november so uh yeah i mean it's surprising to see that i don't know if like you said maybe this is based off of like old information well, here's the deal. I'm, like, I'm gonna i was thinking about this myself i'm just gonna go out to the Edel, Edelweiss link 
Yeah, right here. So here, here's a, another summary for this graphic novel, the actual, the, the Mandalorian Boba Fett Returns book that we're talking about. 80 pages, it's a screen comics, full color screen grabs, blah, blah, blah. So here, here's where I kind of think it may just be a, a dated listing. Yeah. We will be publishing approximately three to four screen comics per span starting summer 2020. Oh, yeah. Our pub <laughs> dates will be timed with Blu-ray slash DVD slash digital and Disney Plus releases, as well as sequels and anniversaries. Yeah, this had to be like a pre-COVID. Yeah, so I mean, then. there's that, but I, I also would not be surprised if they did do some concurrent shoots, you know, like, hey, we're out here. We can use a lot yeah. of this setup to, to, to shoot a scene for Mando. Uh, because I mean, I know Din's going to be in Book of Boba. It has to. If anything, Boba's going to have to fucking drive him around, right? I mean, Din doesn't have a ship. He's going to need the, yeah, the, the, the Slave the, One, aka Boba Fett starship. Boba Fett starship. Um, yeah. But yeah, hey, you, you never know. This is out there. Like I said, it's official. I'm thinking it might be an editing mishap. Uh, the reason I I believe that even more now than I did before is the listing hasn't been taken down yet. This has been up yeah. unedited for multiple days now, which probably means it's a it's a no, it's a nothing burger, as the one side likes yeah. to say. Oh well, but I, I mean, it's it's still very possible though. That it we it do could get though, spring because it could happen if they're truly going to start kicking off all the other spinoffs. They may want to use that that the 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 kind of the fall sweeps period to to do so you know maybe, maybe yeah. ahsoka gets the the fall 2022 slot now instead of mando if this is true yeah because if you think about it book of boba would run through what if you if you have eight episodes are we getting i think you would run i'm not sure if, if that's a six or an eighter i know it's one or the other or i know it's one or the other yeah so even if you get a six then you run through you, you end of January, probably right. The, the end of January, first week of February, depending on your premiere date on December in December. Right. So you make it all the way through January. Then it would fall into the same the same cadence okay. where you, you have a show and you have a month off and then you come right back with the next. And they've, they've, and they've picked up their cadence now. We, we've seen that now that they're, they've uh, gotten yeah. some of the Marvel shows out. I mean, Loki's been running concurrently with Bad Batch. So our theory of mm -hmm. trying to string along subscribers that don't want to keep paying is kind of out the window at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, so you, you just don't know. I mean, if anything else, what you can take away from this is that this isn't just bullshit from idiots like Nick and I throwing it out there into the ether. At one point in yeah, time, this, this was an official blessed list listing that just went live, you know, a few days ago. And it's either they don't give a shit because who cares? I mean... Any any promotion for their Disney Plus shows is is not going to hurt them, uh, or it's yep. just they they forgot to edit that out. But um, hey, I, I don't think any fans of Star Wars or the Mando in particular would be upset knowing that he may be coming back or that whole ensemble may be coming back, except for sooner than um, expected. The, the, yeah. the lovely UFC fighter sooner than mm -hmm. we expected. Uh, yeah. You know, four, yeah. four to five months after, you know, hell, if, if Nick's timing's right, 
maybe three months after Book of Boba or two. So that that's that's yeah. exciting. So well, we can hold out a little hope for this, but just so I can get a speculation win, I'm still going to hedge my bet a bit and, and keep Mando in its fall time slot for 2022. But yeah, being a curator of the Star Wars time, I wanted to let other fans know that, hey, could be on the horizon sooner than later. Yeah. All right, Nick's got a he's got another Mando ditty for you here, and I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, excited actually, for this type of stuff. So this actually dropped like five minutes before we started recording, and the the big news is that there will be a special edition, a special episode of Disney Gallery: The Mandalorian that specifically uh, talks about and shows you the making of the season two finale and. The season two finale, as we all yeah. know, is the oh, the Jesus moment, the Luke Skywalker moment. You know why this is and happening? Because they, I mean, did they even, they like just glossed over this in, in the like the hour and a half long breakdown that we got a season yeah. two right after season two ended. And I don't even think Mark Hamill was yes. included in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe so either. So they, they literally probably set this up as soon as. As Disney was like, oh, we're going to do this. They were like, you know what? We're going to have you You can have the hour and a half on the regular, the, the whole season up until the last one. And then we'll have a whole deal on the last one. And I mean, like I said, there's there's no information about what's going to be in it yet. But the screenshot that's that's accompanied the tweet that's from the official Mandalorian Twitter is the screenshot of the, the the body double who played Luke going down the hallway, fucking cutting people up. Yeah, so, we're not getting times uh, or anything. We just know it's it's going to hit Disney Plus on August 25th. August 25th. But I think Nick's right. I mean, it, it says it's it's literally for the finale. So I'm hoping, and I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be this long, but I'm hoping it's an hour or longer. I would hope so, and too. And it's really yeah, nothing I mean, but, enough. but Mark Hamill on the set doing his thing wherever he was at talking to the double Luke's talking to Filoni I I could sit there and watch Filoni and Hamill talk like Star Wars lore or 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 just Hamill explain to Filoni like his Star Wars ideas and how he acted Luke and and just see Filoni absorb that and then give you know Hamill some of his insights into the lore now this will be great. I, I mean, I'm glad you got this out there. Uh, so August 25th, uh, I, I do think they're doing this because the the first breakdown, the the gallery for season two. I, I do believe they touched on the finale because it's like they they did a little ditty for every episode, right? Every, but yeah, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't much. Like, and I know for sure there was no Hamill and all that jazz. It requires more, you know, it, th- that particular episode and not even just the whole, not even that whole episode, that moment, like that, that last five minutes requires more explanation yeah. just to show how it came together exactly. because there was essentially nobody ever thought they were going to see Luke Skywalker again. I like sure after, shit after the end of Tross. Yeah. Like after the end of Tross, we were like, oh, that's the last time we'll see him. Bye bye. Like no, no more Luke Skywalker. And then all of a sudden you have him just making his appearance again in this show. And it requires you to, to, to see right. like John and Dave need to tell us how the fuck did one, how did you convince Mark to come back again? That's, that's two, the stuff I want to hear. Yeah. How did you, how did you convince anybody at, at Lucasfilm to let you lose 
I mean, use Luke Skywalker in this show. Like we, like you were under the impression for, for the longest time that like he's off limits. Like, I mean, you, bro, you can't uh, touch. The, the whole marketing campaign behind Tross was the end of the Skywalker saga. I mean, they, they, yeah. they died on that sword and it was pretty much like, listen, you're never going to see these fuckers again. If their last name's Skywalker, this is it. This is it. Yeah. But hey, they did it. So yeah, I mean, just seeing Mark on set, if he was there, I mean, seeing him smile, seeing them interact, I, I could just sit there if it's B-roll footage where they're not even talking to the camera. I could just sit there like a, you know, I'm just a, 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 fly, a fly on the on wall, wall. <laughs> sitting there yeah, just yeah. absorbing Filoni and Hamill talking a scene, talking yeah. Star Wars. I'll even throw Favreau in there. I mean, Favreau. We got to give the man credit. He's the one that came up with the with the Mando and, and and sold it and has created this world and its new worlds that are that are springing from it. But he's still not a Star Wars lore master like like a Filoni. So uh, I, I think seeing these these guys chat with Hamill would just be uh, utterly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I always like movie movie so, magic too. I mean, uh, again, this Nick and yeah, I we, we talked about this watching shit like this. I usually get depressed and cry for myself because it's like, why yeah, why did I not like, figure out my fucking life before I was in my thirties? You dumbass. Yeah, it's it does make you sad a little bit. It makes me sad a little bit too, as like somebody who dreams of one day being yes. star wars relevant i mean dude when i watched <laughs> you know? the friends reunion i was crying but i was crying for the people because i was i was kind of projecting how they probably felt being back there after making something so special and i was i was like trying to kind of glom on to that that feeling of of creating something that yeah. the world knows about and will will last for eons that's that's yeah. kind of sad for me as a human, but I do. I, I look at people in the industry in Hollywood making movies and it makes me sad for myself that I, I just didn't <laughs> have my it, it's not like I was a fuck up. I was raised right. I, I did everything right. I was never in jail. I just never had a clear picture of my head of what I wanted to do. It was always just keep your parents happy, get the college degree. It'll all figure itself out. Well, it did. I live a pretty nice life. I enjoy what I do. I have a great work-life balance, but I can tell you there's still a void in my soul for doing something that feels special and that other people honor it as being special. All right. That's, that's where a lot of my nonsense on, on this show comes from. It is. It's complete narcissism. I get it. I completely get it. But it's it's just the little the little boy in me still going like, hey, I want to be a part of something special that people love and come back for. <laughs> and and, and I, I, I get that feeling every time I watch it behind the scenes. Um, yeah. the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the best at making you feel like you fucked up your life. When, when you watch those behind the scenes moments and get to see the experiences those people shared uh, together for almost two years. Uh, yeah and i mean those yeah they're all still close yeah it's 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 it is hard so there's their little little (laughs) math therapy session i always gotta get get a little therapy out there i I try to explain why i'm crazy and and why i have this this void within me where it's like please pay attention to me it's it all stems from that (laughs) it's like i just want you know i I like feeling special just like the rest of you humans Exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right. Disney Gallery Mandalorian special episode August 25th on Disney Plus. So catch that. 
there. So uh, we got some vision up, stuff yeah. for you. And and I, I'm bummed yes. that I missed out on this last week. I, I, I know Nick kind of took you through a bit of the tour, but, you know, we, we, we know when mm-hmm. Visions is coming. I believe it's what a September drop on Disney Plus. We got that excellent sizzle reel in. I think we were spot on with our guesses on what Visions was going to be. It, it really does kind of look like that that Halo anthology or the Animatrix where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everyone kind of takes their own style and tone and approach. And we're going to have all yep. these lovely little standalones. But what we learned this week, Nick, uh, you threw it up here, but but one of these shorts, we're going to kind of get a a companion piece for it later on. Yeah, so we had heard of the Ronin novel before, but it was never revealed that it was actually going to be. Oh yeah, a that's right. Did we to the duel? We we did this leak months ago, right? When it was just like a, a generic vision. So like, oh yeah, there's going to be a standalone vision. Something. This is it. Yeah, this is it. So this is the. It is a novel called Ronin. Another win for the Star Wars the, time show. Yeah, it is the accompanying accompanying piece to. The duel, which is one of the uh, one of the shorts that's going to be a part of Visions, and essentially what Ronan expands on is that in in the short, the duel, there is a duel that happens between a Sith and a Jedi, like a a wandering Sith and a Jedi, and the book itself is going to go into much greater detail on this quote: "Former unnamed Sith, known only as Ronan." a wandering sam samurai as he travels the galaxy which i think is a super interesting uh like lens into star wars that we've never actually seen before you know this is this is very steeped in japanese culture like the idea of a of a ronin right. of a of a wandering samurai with no with no clan like did you you read this blurb right attributed to it yeah. This blurb is great, so the, and, the, and if you read it, it, it's like a it's a truncated version of of Nick's specialty, kind of the the old times where you did have the big Jedi and, and Sith battles, right? Because mm-hmm. this is essentially saying, hey, twenty years ago, it was all these Jedi clans instead of samurai clans, uh, yeah. blah blah blah, fighting this that and the other thing, you know, true samurai shit. But eventually, some of the Jedi rebelled against the other Jedi and called themselves the Sith. They had their yes. own rebellion, which failed, succumbing to infighting and betrayal, right? You know, themes we've heard before from Nick when he talks uh, about I, the old days. So it, it's yes. almost like, you know, you are the, the master of this. It's kind of like a play on the origins of the Jedi and Sith. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't think that we have official canon anymore on that, on like the the foundation of the Jedi order and then the schism that happens. And then you have the Sith uh, empire that, that builds out of it. And look, I don't, there's, I don't know if any of this stuff is Canon anymore. Obviously it's highly unlikely to be Canon because you are telling stories in a very stylized way. And, and you're more using, you're more using star Wars as a vehicle to, to tell Japanese cultural stories than you are using Japanese culture to tell Star Wars stories, in my opinion, with visions. But it would be cool if this what if there was some canon, like if they, if they did kind of canonize stuff like you this know what? to a degree. I don't know if I, I saw this somewhere. It's probably social media, but they address this directly. The, the whole is okay. Ronin canon? Will any visions be be canon? Loose canon? And I forget what they said, but it's more or less like 
it's canon in its own right, something like that, like its own little world, yeah. it's its own thing. But yeah, it'd be hard to accept the fact that Sith and Jedi were once samurai. So it, it's not yeah, to me, it's like, not canon to the actual Star Wars. I, I feel like they, they they probably treat it like they treat legends now, to where it's like, oh, these were the tales told. Like this is the story. But, but you're, you're spot on. Down. You're spot on. This is a it, it's. It's a different. It's a it's a culturally different way to deliver the the narrative tones of the Star Wars universe. How's that? Yes, exactly. You know, they're, yeah. yeah, they're gonna have lightsabers um, and all that shit. But if you look at the at the cover here, I mean, he's literally in a kimono still. Um, mm-hmm. it, it looks like they even put their lightsabers into a sheath, which is gonna be fucking into badass. A sheath. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it looks like it's, it's something unlike we've ever seen in Star Wars before. Like you can, you know, you can liken it to stuff like, oh, well, what about like the, you know, the Cal of the world and stuff like that. Like he's a wandering Jedi without a clan and blah, blah. I mean, like I can see like the, the comparisons, but like, I think the story that's going to be told with Ronan is going to be so unlike it because you are focusing on solely like a former Sith and you are focusing on somebody who's now completely lost, but also like still hunting in a way, like he still has a purpose to himself. And I, I, I just like the way that it's going to go. Like I, I love the art of it first off and, and just, I like the the concept of the whole. Thing. I mean, I'll tell you what. This is or these are some words and shit that I would definitely like to get into just because of how unique it is. And I, yeah. I'm a huge fan of of Japanese culture. I, I've said it before in the show. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is one of the greatest games of all time, and I think it, it it honors that air pretty well. There's a documentary on Netflix that's fucking fantastic that covers the the, the samurai eras in Japanese culture and the rise of uh, one of the shoguns that, that actually brought a lot of these feuding clans together. And, th- and that's kind of what this uh, the dual vision short and the Ronin novel, are, it, it, that's what it's going to tell, but with a Star Wars spin to it. Um, so yeah. thematically, you're going to see Star Wars stuff in it, but it's still, as Nick said, I think going to be true to the, the Japanese culture and how they tell stories and how they'll, they'll mm-hmm. rely on, on their past and their warriors from their past. You know, we, we really don't have that over here in the States. I mean, what, what do we have? Fucking cowboys and Indian murderers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a bunch of scumbags that, <laughs> that essentially came over here yeah, and, and genocided their way to victory. Um, yeah. But a lot of these longer existing uh, civilizations and, and countries have a much deeper and rich history. Yeah. So uh, Ronin novel is coming soon. It's available for pre-order now. It releases on October 12th. So you can go pick it up, go pre-order it if you want to. And then uh, Star Wars Visions is dropping in September on Disney+. Plus. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm, hey, I'm I kind of I kind of fucked off on the vision stuff last week because I was up at the point. Mm-hmm. Is it a is it a all in one dump because they're shorts or are they doing a, a weekly cadence? I think it's going to be an all in one because you, you would think so. it is. Yeah, it is confirmed to be shorts now. So I think it is going to be like an all in one kind of deal. They didn't confirm that yet, but if you listen to them talk, it seemed like this was going to be kind of like here are all of the shorts at one time. 
instead of doing like here's a two minute episode this week and then wait a week for another yeah two that, minute that would episode. that would seem silly so hopefully visions just gets yeah. dumped as an anthology I'll, I'll definitely chew through that i'm not sure how i'm gonna cover visions because they are yeah i don't think that they require but maybe just like you know they're gonna have like fucking cheeky easter eggs in there you know it you know it i'm gonna have to do it for do the like 10 the, people that watch the bad batch video yeah, the whole yeah do the do one video for the whole all seven there you go things and then that, uh, way, that you, way you don't have to those that stuff. may not be fully in the know about this i highly suggest heading over to starwarstime.net and reading nick's write-up and, and more importantly the copy and paste blurb that he put in there I think yeah. that's a great little elevator pitch for this book. And I hate fucking books, uh, but it, yeah. it, it's definitely one that I, I might be able to listen to, even though I've, I've given up on the high Republic stuff. Um, and I, I guess I'll make that official here and has nothing to do with the high Republic Disney or any of that crap. Uh, apparently I, I, uh, on Comixology, I, I subscribe to series it's just so the new issues always show up like this week. I know war of the bounty hunters number two is coming out tomorrow or Wednesday. Whenever you're listening, I can't wait. Uh, but for some reason, my high Republic like went off subscription. And by the time I realized it, I was, I had already missed an issue or two. And because I'm a lazy piece of shit, I was like, well, fuck it. I missed, I missed the two previous ones. Might as well just kill Not it now. Up. So I, yeah. <laughs> I am off the High Republic comic book run. Sorry for those of you that liked my little recaps. Uh, I just, I don't know. I found after I missed one and I tried to pick up the thread in the next one, I was like, you know what? I don't really ultimately give a shit about this. So I, I, I liked <laughs> where things were going. I love Keeve. I thought Skier was interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the era. I'm not saying I'm one of these you know, fuck the, the, the high Republic stuff. It, it just was like, you know what? Ain't my thing. So I'm, 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 I'm recommitting to the original trilogies in the era that is known. Well, will soon be known as the acolyte through Tross. Okay. Yes. There you go. There's a little PSA, a little, who gives a shit <laughs> PSA. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's toy time you know we always uh, as we get closer to the fan segment we we always got to talk about any new collectibles that may be coming out for you to fomo over and boy oh boy nick did we get some fomos from our pals at hasbro uh the ones we're looking at now if you're on the live stream these are all considered hasbro pulse con 2021 exclusives Exclusive. which means the bots will snag them before the fans can even log in so i don't know when pulse con's going down i can just tell you that you probably should be prepared to be disappointed um, <laughs> anything that is Hasbro Pulse related, meaning through their, their fan site that you can even pay extra money for to supposedly get VIP access just doesn't seem to pan out. We've talked about that with Trevor, you know, he pays the 50 bucks and he can't even get into the system before everything sells out to the bots of, of the eBay crowd. Uh, so just prepare for disappointment. That's how I'm going into this because there's at least one figure here that I have to have, which means I know I will not get for retail. And that, my <laughs> friends, is the first ever official Trapper Wolf Black Series figure. And if you know yep. your shit, 
you know that it's essentially a Dave Filoni figure. That's right, yeah. because he plays Trapper Wolf in the Mando. Um, so Dave is getting his first official picture or figure in... Just like George before him, he is a rebel pilot. I don't know how many people remember, but there is a figure from, I think, Celebration 3 that I waited many hours to get, and I hope I find it one day. But it was, it was, a, it, it, it was called George Sackle. Uh, so George <laughs> Lucas backwards, but it, he was a rebel pilot, and it, it really was Lucas. And, and it, they've kind of done the same type of thing for Filoni here. Uh, but obviously in the Black Series line and and with photo real face apps and all that fun stuff. So Trapper Wolf is the first like oh my god. I mean this is the Nick this is the first figure I've I've really seen and mm-hmm. gone fuck. This one I have to it. get. Yes. It, it it gets you back to that level yes. of like collecting yes. envy almost. And I know I just said earlier that I I I thought I was getting through a lot of that and and I am, but this is just one of those figures that's going to be hard not to get day one i understand yeah, and, no. and may i mean you know, like, like you're not you don't care what the, you like this is a dave filoni figure of course. like you said like trapper wolf whatever like this is a dave filoni figure and i need to pay homage to this man with my dollars yeah, it's, it's 100 percent filoni and i'm just waiting for the you know johnny osage avenues of the world to make him a hat right because someone's gonna have yeah. to make him a custom cowboy hat all right, because, you know, while his his rebel yeah. helmet's cool and he's got the wolves on it, a Filoni action figure, an official Filoni action figure needs the motherfucking cowboy hat as an accessory. OK, you can pretend yeah, he was, you know, he was on set that day doing his little cameo. So he still had his hat with him. But this is one that I'm going to have to get which means it's probably going to raise my blood pressure, which means my stroke will be even closer than it's ever been before, or I'm going to have to go on the um, eBay and take it up the wazoo to get them. Uh, But I don't know, man, this is just really is one of the first black series in a while that I've just been cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Like my God, look at this thing. I don't even care if it's a perfect felony. You can tell it's him. Let's do it. All right, so some of the other ones that, you know, they're also equally, not equally, they're pretty good exclusive offerings for Hasbro PulseCon 2021. Uh, But for the TVC crowd, you're getting an Emperor's Throne Room Dio, right? So you get the, it looks like the Emperor, you get the backdrop, you know, the old, uh, I used to, to me, they always looked like TIE Fighter windows, even though I know they're not, but yeah, I was going to say, it's like for for my simple mind that is hard at describing stuff. (laughs) Um, you know, you got the, 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 the emperor's big window. You can even see the, the battle scene playing out there. It looks like they included that in the print. You got the emperor's throne and then the emperor himself. Uh, so that's a, got a nice little cane too. Yeah. Little I, I'd argue that, stick. that homeboy's robe is a little off on the, on the TVC emperor right here. I mean, it's, it's a little baggy, right? Like it's a little too, yeah, like, I don't know. It it's like, of, it's like Sheev had a secret older brother and he took his older yeah. brother's robe to wear one day instead of his. That's exactly what I um, was thinking. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, uh, but no. the final hot, um, Hasbro PulseCon exclusive again is another set that I know people are going to go crazy for. And, and trust me, I'd love to get it too if it's going to happen, but you, you have a recreation in the black series scale of a power of the force kind of dio scene from back in the days of the cantina showdown between Dr. Evazan 
or Avazon, however the hell you say his name. Ponda Baba. Cornelius Avazon. There you go, Avazon. Yeah. Nick had it. Uh, Ponda Baba and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you actually get those three figures in the uh, 112 scale. You know, the Kenobi, so what? We've had multiple of him, but not Ponda in the dock. Plus, you get a little cross-section of uh, Chalum's Cantina Bar. Uh, so yep. for uh, photographers, you know, people like that, this is a nice set because you, you essentially get the Dio built into it. But again, I must caution all of you collectors. These are all uh, Hasbro PulseCon 2021 exclusives. Uh, as of right now, I think you can just go out to a, yeah, it's still just a mailing list sign up to to get more fucking spam from them. Uh, really, <laughs> Hasbro Pulse's emails, they're like dick teases. Because we're like, hey, we got all these new figures. Buy them now. And you click on the buy now, like as soon as the email comes, and they're all fucking sold out. Exclusives yeah. or standards, it doesn't matter. If you buy from the people that actually make these fucking things, they're always out of stock first. All right. So Gosh. I don't know when so this dumb. is coming. I'm trying to not know when it's coming so I can kind of stave off the FOMO for a little bit. I'd rather the day just show up and be like, Hey, this is, it's this time, this window, this site, here we go. Pucker up those assholes, hit the add to cart button. Okay. So that's that. Like we, we don't really have any more details outside of these three figures. That's Trapper, TVC uh, throne room and the uh, POTF set of the Cantina Showdown. We just know there has real PulseCon 2021 exclusives. And it seems these days, Nick, due to the pandemic and stuff not fully open yet, at least on the con circuit, every toy maker is having their own con this year because we got a little, yeah. little news today. There's a Funkon, so a Funko Con, oh Funkon 2021. And of course, they're going to have exclusive pops there. And today they revealed some Star Wars exclusive pops in the form of, check yep. out some of these names. I don't know what the hell it's like they're listening to the Beatles catalog or something, but you got across the galaxy Ray, which makes no sense when you look at the figure. Okay. I I'm assuming that's because she was a, a tinkerer on Jakku and then she got picked up and was taken all around the galaxy to find Luke on Acto. Why not just like Scavra? Yeah. It's it's like, all right, whatever. And then star Wars rebels, Imperial commando. So these are at least for now, the, the two funk on 2021 exclusive Funko pops. They still look great. I mean, I, I still like the pop aesthetic. It's just nothing. I feel that I can dump the money and time in it. I used to do. Um, so if you're a, a diehard Funkoer out there, that's why I still do this for you to let you know. Mm. Uh, but you got two exclusive uh, Star Wars Funko Pops for Funkon 2021. Apparently on August 4th, you can sign up for the what, what is known as the Funko Shit Show Lottery to try and get some of these exclusives. <laughs> but apparently these will be for sale on sites like Funko.com, Loungefly, and other partners. So you Funko collectors, you Funko fans, I know you know where all this stuff is at, so we'll just leave it at that. And according to Bat in the chat, which is coming from Yak Face, which we all know he gets some of the best toy leaks out there, uh, apparently there's going to be some pre-orders, Star Wars pre-orders coming up next week. I I don't think those are the PulseCon, uh, but maybe some of these other ones that Hasbro's been revealing over the summer. 
All right, my friend. Did we, did we hit everything we wanted to hit? Because I know we hit everything. All right, all right. it's fan segment time. Did we get it quite? Yeah, we even got questions of the week. All right, we got questions and answers in there. I mean, I didn't put the questions. How did alive. they do this we week? Have answers did, in there. Did we have decent, decent replies or back to the? the we did. We okay. we had a few. We had we had a few replies, and you know, I think that a lot of them were a little bit focused on obviously you know the question every week is what was your favorite part of the most recent bad batch episode which this one was season one episode 11 the devil's deal and i think that a lot of people enjoyed seeing Hera, and you know that that kind of made its way through a lot of the answers uh but we'll kick it off with mr max maldini and his answer was of course the moment where chopper and Hera appeared on screen was uh, was one that brought me joy. Uh, it's so great that the Bad Batch intertwines the stories of characters we know and love. This brings more depth and meaning to Hera's character. There we go. So people like seeing Hera. Of course they do. Next up, we got Mr. Lima 4. Hey, Lima four the new daddy. Photos. Here we go. Yes, congratulations. He says, basically every moment showing the visible hesitation of clone Captain Hauser to follow questionable yes. orders and still get away with it uh, without being branded yes. a traitor or at least being looked at with suspicion by his fellow Thank clones you. slash Imperial commanders. Looks like he's uh, being set up for something big down the yes. road. Damn, I guess I'll have to make some space for a new Black Series clone on my shelf sometime soon. Well, that's what the... Um, yeah, I mean, Hauser... The, the the chat came in, Nick, and said, I don't know, maybe... I think they're agreeing with you because they're saying because Hauser got an action figure, that means he may survive, so... He may make it, yeah. He's, he's not a one-and-donner. I'm or still like saying Hauser's dead by the... Um, <laughs> shoot him yeah, he's down. dead by 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 this friday yeah <laughs> all right well we'll see we'll see how it plays out next up bpp underscore hayes says the pure evil of crosshair he's such a great villain he doesn't hesitate to pull the trigger and not even doesn't hesitate to pull the trigger says to aim for the kid yeah i mean like he's trying like just crosshair really I, I mean he he always seemed to be angry yeah, uh, but this guy is is fully embraced the 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 chip. But we also have to remember. You got to remember the very first episode. Um, Tarkin specifically had the the Kaminoans like amp his up to an increased mm -hmm. level, yeah, like, even beyond the regular clones. So maybe that's why he's exactly. I mean, he's like super. He's evil. worse than <laughs> I don't say he's he may be worse than Vader and Palpatine in terms of the atrocities atrocities he's willing to commit. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, killed indiscriminately. Like, maybe, you know, not as bad as Palpatine, but, like, definitely, like, Vader had even some sympathy in him, like, from other stuff that we'd seen I him just, in outside of the movies. I just, you know? I, I don't know. I I don't ever see Vader saying, aim for the kid. I, dude, yeah, I, 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 kid. I don't even see Palpatine saying it unless it was, like, uh, you know, let, let's pretend that he found Luke Skywalker earlier and he just wanted to, you know, eliminate it. Uh, but I, yeah. I just I don't know, man. Crosshair might be the meanest motherfucker in all of Star Wars. He's definitely fighting for that fucking title. That's for sure. I mean, he's just got no mercy. And I think that's exactly what Tarkin and the rest of the, right. you know, the Imperial superstructure Which again, wants, it makes so. Tarkin's pitch to get rid of clones ridiculous because... 
he, yeah, he already has a picture perfect example of what happens if they just turn up the chip to fucking nut job level right yeah you turn it up to 11 you essentially have a a robot that is will do anything and everything you tell them to do including murder families babies it doesn't matter won't even yeah, bat an yeah, eye like anybody it doesn't even bat a fucking eye Let, let's go back to the first ultra dark moment with crosshair uh with Saul Guerrero's people yeah, he just indiscriminately kills all of those people, and then half of them weren't even. Well, most of them were just, just like fucking women and children. Just, and, yeah. and he killed he Sitting killed there. an imperial for not doing it right away. Yeah, like so. And they weren't even rebels. Like those were just refugees. Exactly. Like, we don't like we're not anybody. He like, is something. We just want to go home. He like, is something. I, I still think right. he's gonna have a a tragic redemption. I, I do think something yeah. will happen where he's probably going to die to allow his former friends or even Omega to get away from the ultimate evil. But but my God, have they done a brilliant job at really setting him up to be a douche? Yeah, no, you know? I, I, I really appreciate all the like all the ways that they've built him into. Like, like, like he's so fucked up. I, I, I would almost probably smile when he gets killed. Like he's just he is a yeah, bad, like, bad dude. Depending right. on how he goes out, yeah, it may it may elicit like a like a little golf clap, like whew, he's gone. But all right, last up, Paul Six says I enjoyed Rebels, so was happy to see some pre Rebels development and Chopper and even the crashed Y Wing. You know, so, Paul Six, I. I was going to say the, the crash Y-Wing. I don't think we can call it a Y-Wing at that point, but I know what he was talking about because I saw it too, and I actually rewinded to see it. I, I don't know if they were making Y-Wings at that point in time uh, because they still would have had some BTLs sitting around at least. Uh, yeah. But I trust me, Paul Six, if you listen, I uh, when I was watching it last week with my notepad, I definitely I know the exact scene he's talking about. It's when Hera is brought back from spying in the i think i guess the sindula mm-hmm. compound it does look like there is a crashed y-wing but i just i don't know if the timeline works out to where you would have a crashed y-wing outside i mean maybe it was btl pieces who knows but i'm a weirdo so here we go that's at least why <laughs> i didn't right, include so it as an egg because I, I just just like there's no way the egg, there's yeah. no way <laughs> um all right that's all of the question responses for this no you 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 had one more it looks like you got one from our special guest today oh yeah yeah, you had johnny i do johnny osage says the harris slash luke comparison of flying away even with the music so um yeah i mean like her like harris whole journey and like her like obsession with flying kind of similar to luke well that's then, a good point because like, I, I was gonna say this and there you go i just stepped on nick sorry buddy i've, I've been trying a little bit better <laughs> this week but do you think it's it's odd that Hera is essentially longing to live on a starship because she is home with her family but by the time mm-hmm. we meet her in rebels I, you know obviously her her mother's dead she's estranged from her father it's like it's funny how how we are when we're young and then how we may be when we're old because i'd imagine by the time we meet hair and rebels that she probably doesn't want to be living on the ghost at all times on the run on a starship right she probably would rather be with her mom and father it's like the it's the child of course right you know like any but like you could even liken that to like 
us as kids, like we always wanted to be somewhere else, regardless of how, like how good your childhood was or how well you were raised. You like, you always wanted to be somewhere else. It was like, I want to go, I want to go to Mars or I want to go to the moon or any of that kind of shit. Like, I think it's just like that nature of a child to be like, I, I want to fly to the stars and I want to live on a starship. Yeah, everything's and cooler than being everything than being with your parents exactly, when you're like, a kid. Right. Everything, you know, is just the least cool. Well, it, it, thing. now like, I don't want to if here. we take Johnny's point with, with Luke, because Luke was the same way. I want to get the fuck out off this farm. Fuck this. Uh, there's adventure awaits. Yet he goes back. He was still going to go back and he sees his only family, you know, burnt to a crisp. Just fucking. Yeah. And then, so so he too. Is and then like, it was almost like, well, now I like for both of them, they were essentially forced, forced yeah, into the life exactly. that they longed for. Like, you know, like I, I think that Luke figured out very quickly from his time with Obi-Wan, like, well, maybe, you know, like Alderaan, like I'll take you to fucking Tashi Station. Oh, yeah, no, or, Luke you know, wanted nothing the, to do yeah, with, with with helping that old crazy hermit. Like, he's like, yeah. hey, I got to I got to get like, through this farm season, pal. Yeah, it's like, I'll take you to Anchorhead and that, that'll be about it. But both of them are ended up ended up in the situation that they wanted to be by essentially their family getting killed yeah which is the worst way to get so there I, but I, I, that there is are some good comparisons interesting kind of, and, and we know Harry throughout Oscar. star wars they and this was luke lucas's mantra he likes to mirror mirror stuff right mm-hmm. very similar yeah. things will happen across the trilogies and in, in, in almost mirrored moments all right we got a question here from rick is Harris family ship the same model as boss? I don't think so. Cause the, the hound's tooth is, is very boxy looking and had, you know, has yeah. wide wings. I'm very familiar with the hound's tooth. Cause it's a great ship in Swago. Gobi ship to me, it, it had hints of the razor crest. It had hints like, of like clone wars era separatist yeah. droid ships. I mean, it was a, it was a very unique looking ship. It had like a almost like a flying saucer on the top and on the bottom. It was very yeah. it wasn't a very long ship either. It's like a it was a tall ship. It almost like if you I mean, I'll drop the link because they're they have it on Star Wars anyway. If you look at just the cockpit area, it almost is kind of slave one looking. Well, I, I was just so gonna like, say, Nick, the way the ship is designed, it's more of a vertical ship like the slave one yeah, versus exactly. Yeah. Versus like a razor crest or a falcon. The, the, yeah, the hound's tooth is like way more. It, it was a very yeah, interesting like, looking ship. Like it just is like I mean honestly, it kind of looked non-functional. It's like wh- what the fuck is this thing? I mean, I guess it's a slim profile yeah. for firefights, but it didn't look like it had hardly any any cargo area or or, or places for people to sit. So. Yeah. Uh, so hey, speaking of Swago, yeah. Nick, guess what happened? Oh no! What happened? Uh, the guild, uh, we, we, we had like a, a, an account that I guess would float around from people that wanted alts and, and the guy running it, Darth Raider is like, you know what? I don't want to run two accounts anymore. So he asked if I wanted to take it on. So I, I have, I have oh. inherited a, a seven plus million GP Swago account. Wow. Yeah. It's got pretty much all the GLs unlocked outside of, of Sith eternal. It's almost the JMK, the new GL. Um, so it's, it's been neat. I I feel a little more stressed because I I now have a real account and I feel like I got to, you know, perform a bit more. 
Uh, but someone playing <laughs> the game since day one and mostly doing it for free and, and really always feeling like, oh, I'm never going to get any of the old stuff. It, it, it's pretty neat having the... Uh, yeah, all it's that, like, well, now all, all that not paying for anything has paid off because now you get everything for free. Yeah, that's pretty so dope. I was going to offer you my account, but I know you've completely walked away from the game because <laughs> okay. I, I believe I'm at like a, I think I'm almost 5.8 million GP. It's not, it's not a wow crazy account, but it's not horrible either. Um, no, I, there will, somebody else will put that to better use. Yeah, well, I, someone in the guild, they're like, hey, I, I'm, I'm thinking about an alt, so if, if none of your friends take it on, uh, could I take it? I was like, hey, might as well keep the Maddie one, hey, woe be alive in, in some form or fashion. I, yeah. I did put a lot of time into that account, so. I was going to say, that's like years upon years of, of Bro, day one, day one. On I mean, I, I am a day one goer, and, and as of right now, I still put the time in it still gives me some form of enjoyment it is nice having all these beefed up squads now but like i said the pressure's on because you know i gotta i gotta pull my weight in territory battles now and territory wars no more bullshit because <laughs> i have shitty tune squads all right it's been a while since we spoke swigo because you quit on me i, I kind of miss the old swigo days I let it go. Like, maybe one day, like maybe one day, like months <laughs> down the line, I'll be like, ah, oh, I need another mobile game to play. I, they, yeah, they, the I new, mean, I the really new conquest mode they added is pretty fun. I mean, it, it, it offers a new way I to play. That and, a little bit. You know, you got yeah, the razor crest to unlock bit. through there. You got uh, commander Tano to unlock through there. So I'm, I'm still digging it. It's still a grind and a half yeah. and clearly caters to whales, but whatever. It um it gives me a few yeah. hours every night to just fuck off on my phone while yeah, I'm you, pretending. Like you literally, if you if you're not gonna pay, you just have to be okay with like, well, I'm just gonna never like I'm not gonna get all the new shit for years. Right. Like all the new shit is ne- is gonna be old by the time that exactly. I get it. <laughs> like, exactly. You have to be okay. I mean, with my that. account. So, I, I just caught up with. Uh, Jedi Master Luke and I was going to be able to get Jedi Master Kenobi in a decent amount of time but outside of that I, I never would have been able to go back and get a Supreme Leader or a Ray. I mean just it's they're too far gone on my old account to ever have the time to get yeah. those and, and not miss the next future GL. Alright I know a lot of people tune out when we talk so we'll go so let's go ahead and transi- <laughs> transition into the last segment of the day everyone's favorite at least those that stick around for the three plus hours and that is the top five star wars featured artists of the week and this week we're counting seven five to seven twelve and yes just like i always say the way to get involved is follow us on instagram at star wars time show tag us in all your Star Wars art posts or just any type of Star Wars posts and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. And even though I was at an amusement park for a few days last week, I still got out the shares because I am a dedicated OCD Star Wars content curator. I do Hard, literally feel if I do not do a, a feature of any kind on a day, that I will die and the and the podcast will be dead within a week. So I do have <laughs> mental problems, but that's why I remain committed to posting every day. So Nick on Monday can wade through the sea worth of shots to find yep. his favorite five, which brings us to the top five segment. Nick, so who do we got first this week? Oh, you did first. You did. Double first and first this week, and this is one of them right I here. I did. Yep. Okay, 
I, I, I figured because at Toy Exposures is definitely not an account that I was familiar with, but he hit straight to the heart of me with this shot here. So what we see are two stormtroopers, very weathered looking, out in the middle of the desert. And what do they have with them? They have two combs. And if you are a fan of space balls, you know exactly where this comes from. <laughs> Uh, they, they were literally so, so dark helmet, AKA Rick Moranis tells comb the desert. Uh, his troopers to comb the desert. Yes. So what do you see eventually like 10, 15 minutes later, you literally see two, like four troopers, one of them with like a regular comb, one of them with a pick, just combing through the sand found anything we ain't found shit (laughs) (laughs) and gags like that you know when you're a little kid i mean i was little when i watched space balls stupid visual gags like that i mean now when you see it you're like (laughs) it was so fucking funny i mean that that is like mel brooks is the greatest you know visual gag type of guy like that i mean if you're too young to know who mel brooks is do yourself a, a a service and check out some of his films. They they're gonna look a little yeah. dated, uh, but I promise you, if you haven't seen them before, just some of the slapstick shit and, and again the visual humor like this comb in the desert, you'll understand why this guy was kind of a a, a king of of that type of storytelling. Yeah. Um, back in the day, I it's believe he's still alive. I don't know if he still writes for anything. He is. But. He's he's up in his nineties yeah. and actually. You know, it's fun. I don't know if you ever knew about this, but he actually did make a um, a a Spaceballs animated series, and it flopped hard. Okay. I think like two episodes came out. He's ninety five right now, um, so he's still alive. His birthday was actually recently. His birthday was June twenty eighth. Um, but they made a Spaceballs animated series and like, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh man, this is just fucking bad. It was just like so weird and like, oh, it didn't even feel like Spaceballs. It was just so weird. But yeah, I mean like his shit, like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, They don't really Spaceballs. do, they don't really do movies like that anymore, do they? Like a no, Mel Brooks just kind of goofy movie. I mean, Blazing Saddles these days probably couldn't get made with, with some of this shit. No, because there, there was some racist shit in there. I mean, like the whole, the whole story oh my behind, well not, the whole plot of that movie just wouldn't fly now. Like you couldn't just, do it. Sorry. I've, I've got the scene of the old lady looping in my head right now when she walks up to the oh. sheriff. It's just... Oh my god! Oh Dude, my god! So, like, there's so much like fucked up stuff in there, but but he was. Stuff, I mean, I mean, it's not like Mel was a racist. He was doing it to no, show no, no. you how fucking horrible racist people are. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Blazing Saddles. That if you've never seen that, holy shit! Especially you, you young and you, you would be like, oh my god, they they used to let this stuff out on TV or in the movie theaters, and, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> People loved it, man. And like it was it was an era of time where you could make movies that were solely spoofs of other movies. And like you you haven't been able to do that in a while. Like that genre luckily died because it was getting stupid with like all the the, the scary movies or whatever they called it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first two or three scary movies were fine. Good luck. After that. After that, it got a little squirrely. So. Uh, but yeah, man, if you haven't seen any Mel Brooks stuff, did, definitely did he do the history of the world Wars. too. Is that, is that Mel? history of the world part one? <laughs> that was Mel. Yeah. History of the world part one. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he did he did a bunch of stuff. Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's yeah. Now, only I think only uh, the old Dracula. old fans have any clue who we're talking about right now or the movies. But that's fine. Trust me. This is like <laughs> if you're into cinema and you like just watching film, I do believe these these are some movies that have historical significance. Uh, no, for yeah, the genre and just the, and just the shit he would do. I mean, he he was very yeah. He, he wasn't scared to kind of highlight some stuff in a, in a humorous way. Yeah, dude, I fucking loved it. Spaceballs is one that I can watch any day. The way it's just so fucking funny. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> I just there's just so many things with that movie. Yeah, lud- ludicrous speed, and you see Rick Moranis. Dude. And it's so hilarious when you look at fucking Tesla and what Elon Musk does, he literally like in Tesla's, there's a ludicrous Yeah, I know, speed I know, I know, I love it. And then the new vehicle is called the Model S Plaid because that's what happens. It's like they've gone to Plaid. In fuck, so like, you know that Musk is a Spaceballs fan. Oh my God. I, just okay. from that shit. I got to get recomposed. I just blazing saddles. I'm just like looping through some of the shit they would do to that poor Sheriff. It's just like, my God. Oh. <laughs> Mongo. I do. Mongo. Mongo punching out the horse. Uh, Okay. Uh, But the the old lady just gets me every time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And that's how people are still to this day. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, at Toy Exposure. We we just kind of dominated at Toy Exposure's exposure uh, by reminiscing about Mel Brooks. That's what. That's why I picked this though, is because when I saw this, it immediately brought me yeah. right back to Spaceballs <laughs> and Mel Brooks, and it's fucking great. So at Toy Exposures on IG, go give him a follow. <laughs> Hilarious posts right now, and 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 you can see that he he does like to do the crossover type of stuff. Is so. it is it what, is it when he says I'm surrounded by assholes? And when that one guy turns around, his fucking eyes are crossed, right? His like, eyes are crossed. <laughs> yeah, he's like. There, he's like fire fire away and like they're just missing everything he's like what's wrong and he picks him up and he like lifts his fucking thing up and his eyes are crossed he's, he's fucking cross-eyed oh he can't hit shit it's so dumb but it's yeah. just like when you see it for the first time I mean a lot of the gags kind of get burnt the first time you see it but uh, Dude, I remember like, seeing that movie know. in theater and even the beginning when the fucking ship takes like a minute and a half to get <laughs> yeah to just fucking pass uh, through. Say, eat my yeah, space dust like, or something. Yes, he's like, who is this man? And he's like, he's an asshole. So he's like, I know that. What's his name? He's like, no, his name, Philip A. Asshole. <laughs> it's oh like, how And it's just so funny. It's so funny. I'm telling you, you have to go. If, if you're a listener of the show, I'm pretty sure that it's streaming somewhere. You just go watch Spaceballs. It's fucking worth Holy it. Holy shit. Okay. Star Wars we got, we got to get it. through this. I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right fucking cheesing up. out and i haven't even like vaped or anything i'm, I'm legit having a cheese right here <sighs> okay all right next up i picked a lot of fun ones this week i picked a lot of different things so this one we have here is from at afol.me on instagram afol.me and it's a it's a lego shot of like a rock star leia so it's like Princess Leia Lego holding a guitar and she's on stage and you can see like the lights coming, like the like the show lights coming down and then like oh. all the sparkles and shit. Like like Leia is on is a rock star. And I just thought it was a, like right, a sorry. Cool, sorry, a full. I'm not laughing at your shot. I just I clearly cannot recover from Nick yeah. bringing up the asshole family again on Spaceballs. <laughs> just, uh, just the line and seeing the dude's face and his eyes crossed as the gunner. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Okay. All right. Uh, so good. My God, what so is good. wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, yeah, I mean, this no, one, I, I, I mean, okay. like, it's a pretty simple shot. I, like, I, I love Lego it, shots. I know they don't always uh, do as well, but I, I just, especially the, the zoomed in focus that a F O L dot me went with to, to really make that little minifigure feel larger than life. I mean, it, I yeah. know it's a Lego, but it really does kind of look like a a real Lego Princess full Leia. Uh, but yeah, like a full sized. Having her as a rock star is fantastic, and and actually, uh, AFOL dot me does BTS. And I'm sorry, mm. it's like man, I, I really should start maybe getting back into toy photography with Legos because you can do some banging shit with. I mean, I believe this is like an iPad mini for the background and in a cup or something. Uh, because wow. they are so small, yeah. you can really pack in a lot to make dioramas and stuff and really blend them into the dio quite well. And, and that's where. Yeah, that, no, dude, that's that's literally what it is. It's a yeah, it's right? the background. Of, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, it's like on a cup, crazy. right? Or I guess we can't go to the. It's like some sort of like little plastic, just like clear plastic stand, right. you know, like almost looks like it came off the top. But of I, like like a, even her smile. I don't I don't know if that's legit or if he digitally altered it to kind of give her that shit eating grin like, oh, yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a rock yeah, star, great. but no, I, I, I really like the shot. And this was the other first and first. So you went first and first, first okay. and first, first, first and second. So good for wow. you. Wow. There we go. So at AFOL.me <laughs> on Instagram. Love the shot. Love the, the pose for Leia. It was just a really, again, like a really fun little, little image. So next up is at SwitPics. Spencer, and I know that he's a big prominent member of the community, but he's got a really cool shot here of Grogu in training with uh, Jedi Master, Jedi Knight Luke in the background. So you see little Grogu standing on a tree stump and he's doing his rocks training like you, uh, Luke used to do on Dagobah. So he's got a rock, he's lifting it up. And then in the background, you can see uh Jedi Luke there and yeah I, I like the force perspective that regalia. that Spence went with on on Grogu while keeping you know mm -hmm. Luke kind of out of focus I do dig that yeah Spencer just I mean he he he's got a he's got a setup down for indoor shoots I, I know he predominantly shoots indoors um but, but you know he's got these great trees I don't know if he made those or, or bought them from the the, the customizers does uh, sometimes mixes in some some digirama but always has uh, some practical stuff in the in the foreground to really sell the setup. Mm -hmm. He's always got very yeah, nice no, warm tones. I, I think I, I think it featured two of, of Spence's this week. Uh, the other one was a great shot of of the Slave One, aka Boba Fett's star starship, and Boba like Boba starship. Fett kind of walking away from it. It was a mixed scale shot. It was really really well done. But Spencer is I don't know if people know this. I believe he is the first toy photographer to ever get picked up officially by starwars.com uh i think he Ooh, had it in wow. his stories today actually it was five years ago today someone from starwars.com hit him up uh to feature his very early star wars photography and that's that's kind of what you know got got at swit picks up and juiced um, awesome. but i do believe he was he was one of the first if not the first to officially get contacted by something legit star wars to feature yeah. his toy photography official star wars there you go i mean and yeah i mean 
setups like this are are reasons why you know Spencer's account has grown over sixteen thousand followers. I mean, it's just it's really cool. I, I I like like you said the perspective that's used here. I like the setup, the practical setup, and then probably using a little bit of uh, Digirama in the back, like to fill in the background. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So solid work. Yeah, you can see he's got his BTS there too. It almost looks like a. Doesn't even look like it's a Digirama. It almost looks like it's like a picture. Painting? That's yeah, just in the background. He, I mean, he, yeah, he like goes old school. I mean, he's like original trilogy, and he'll do literally mats. Like, what do they call them? I think they call them mat mat paintings, right? Uh, that yeah. that would that would be the background. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's either his big ass yeah. TV or, or Nick's right. Yeah, there's something back there. Yeah, so really cool stuff at SwitPix S W I T T P I C S on. The IG, go give them a follow. Well worth it. Um, next up, we have another bunch. Like I, I guess I just went with like funny, funny shots. Uh, I, I actually remember. I'm gonna go to the artist's um, actual post because there's a good caption here that I think other kids of the '80s may pick up on. But just looking okay, at this, so it, this is if, from- if you've watched horror movies in the '80s, does Grogu coming out of the toilet remind you of any type of horror creatures that? We're in toilets. Oh gosh! Again, it it, it, it depends remember. if you watch this franchise or not. You may, you you were probably way I would too say young. This might have been. This might have been before me, but it's at toy underscore polloi on Instagram. And what we see is Grogu coming out of a toilet and kind of reaching towards Mando, and Mando's like leaning over. He's like, "What?" He almost looks like confused. He's like right. looking at Grogu. So, so here's toilet, here's the caption. And it's like a full bathroom setup. Here's a caption that can kind of pay off on what I was saying. It says, "Oh, you're pre- you're pretending to be a ghoulie, are you? Here, let me get that flush for you." Ha ha ha. Okay, calm down. I was only kidding. So that that's uh, again, if if you know you were born in seventies, eighties, you may have watched the Ghoulies movie when you were probably too young, I as, as I did. But yeah, they they there. I believe there was a scene where one comes out of the toilet just like this and almost looks like Grogu <laughs> and probably ate someone's ass and balls uh, to death. But uh, I'm with you. It's just I, I love the setup. I love the actual. It's a practical toilet. It looks like yeah, little little say, like, porcelain this... cups and shit down there too. I mean, yeah, like he really sells the setup <laughs> with all of the practical things that he uses. Like there's like a little like a toilet mat, like a little foot oh, yeah. mat. Oh yeah, there's like some uh, like a you know. I, I think it was a pretty well staged scene, and it's just really fun to it's, see. Like it's definitely <laughs> a, a, a fun setup to, to see little Grogu. And and honestly, I, I would believe Grogu would do something like go swimming in toilets because no, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to call him He's a, a f- pet. Uh, you know, kids sometimes act like pets and, you know, they may try to drink out of the toilet or uh, speaking of toilets and kids. Uh, yesterday, my daughter had her first uh, massive toilet clogging. Uh, because she still believes as I did when I was her age that you need to use damn near half a roll of toilet paper to wipe your ass. And (laughs) the best part is, is she still did not have her ass completely clean. So after I showed her (laughs) how you can take out a long strip and then fold, wipe, fold, Fold wipe, fold, wipe, uh, I, I, I plunged it. She was, it was funny. Like you could tell, you know how when you're little and you fuck up, like, you know, you fuck up. And you're just yeah. waiting for the hammer to fall because uh, she always spends a lot of time on the toilet, as I did when I was young. And I do now. I mean, that's why I have a fucking hemorrhoid, for Christ's sake. 
But I'm like, hey, Charlie, what are you doing in there? And she opens the door and, and looks up at me like, um, I was trying oh, to, no. I was trying to fix this on my own. You know, it's just a look that parents get. I was trying to fix this on yeah. my own, but it, it ain't happening. And if I try to do one more thing, I'm really going to fuck up. So, okay, now you can see what I've been doing in here. And she opens the door. Literally, Nick, the fucking toilet, like shit toilet water is at the crest of the seat. I mean, another another three ounces and we're getting a poo waterfall coming over the toilet. Oh, no. So, so luckily, we had a plunger in there. I stick it in and, and I got the bubble to go right away. So it sucked itself down. And she's like, oh, that's what that stuff's for. And I'm like, yeah, well, can we please work on your toilet paper use? There, there's no need yes. to. It, all little kids do it. They'll grab a ball. One wipe with the ball so, you know, shit gets on their hands, throw the ball into the toilet, (laughs) grab a new strip of toilet paper, ball it up, wipe the ball, throw it in the toilet. So hopefully it was a learning lesson for her. I actually didn't freak out. I've been trying to get better at that because I've been told that I just my presence sometimes makes people I know and love feel on edge, which is (laughs) not something you want to hear when your own father made you feel that way when you were a little kid. So um yeah i don't know you, you you know you learn some shit the older you get and learning yeah learning experience you know, I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to correct it because my kid's already scared of me when she gets hurt she automatically thinks i'm gonna yell at her for having an accident and that's fucked up uh, but at least yesterday she let me in before she completely flooded the bathroom with poo water so well, anyways good. that was a little poo tangent only because we were looking at a shot that involved a poo receptacle <laughs> and it was a great use of the poo receptacle by at toy polloi t-o-i underscore p-o-l-l-o-i on instagram go give him a follow it looks like it's a relatively new account only 400 followers um so yeah go yeah, there you go greggy boy knows what i'm talking about and greg in here we he had he found the dinosaur down his toilet so Again, that's why I'm happy to not have a son. I was actually glad to have a daughter. If I ever had another kid, which is probably not going to happen, I would want another daughter. Boys, are, they're, they're, I don't want that responsibility of raising a boy. I know my life's going to be, become hell when she gets older. I get that part. But as a man, I didn't want to be directly responsible for raising another Haywood male. Okay. Because a lot can go <laughs> yeah. wrong. Like you guys have seen me get off the rails just on stupid shit. Like it happens for a reason. Like there's some chemistry in here that is not normal. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't want that responsibility. And and boys are just crazy. I mean, like Greg. I mean, it, my, my kid shoving down toilet paper. His is emptying his toy box down the toilet and seeing what goes down. And that, that's kind of common for dudes. All right. Oh, yeah. I love this. I mean, this. Um, we're actually gonna uh, we're we're uh, gonna have at visual approach photography coming on the show coming up here in another couple weeks, I think. Uh, nice. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about shots this, like this. But 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 go ahead, lay it on them. This is a hell of a setup yeah, here. So, at visual approach photography, another really fun setup. So this is this might be you know what what Boba Fett is doing now that he has taken full control of the, uh, of the, the castle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Of, of <laughs> yeah. Of the, uh, of the hideout there on Tatooine from job of the hut and, you know, killing, uh, killing off everybody. So what we see is Boba sitting on a couch, got like a nice little bag of pork rinds there. And he's got a remote in his hands, flipping through TV channels. It's and he's great. got, 
uh, Dengar delivering him a, a Domino's Love pizza, it. it looks like. And then uh, he's just got his feet kicked up on the nice Han and Carbonite table. And then you can see in the background a Gamorrean guard walking in, too. So, I mean, this almost looks like uh, like like a little Boba vacation, like a pre. Actually, this would be. Yeah, this would be like episode five timeline. Uh, right, right, right between. Uh, yeah, it's it's and like ROTJ. he took. It's like he took Java, Java the Hutt's kind of main party room and turned it into his family room for bounty hunters. Yeah, like his living room. I, I just, yeah. I mean, the, the setup's fantastic, and I, I feel, I feel like once toy photographers start getting into these types of setups, they they they're moving into the next echelon of photography because i mean we've got a recliner we got a couch the the posing sean did here i mean just just look at boba fett for a second and and understand that that is a is a rigid piece of plastic yet the way sean has him posed everything is natural about what he's doing from the hand going into the pork rinds to the legs crossed to Mm -hmm. holding the remote to just that kind of arm up on the back of the sofa all of it makes Boba Fett look real uh, and just the scenery I mean it, it really does feel like kind of a, a bounty hunter hive you know just just hanging out you got a box of donuts there you got uh, you know yeah. a toilet paper head bringing in some eats it looks like IG-88 might have drank too many cans of oil he's, he's fucking yeah. hanging out you even got R4 off in the back and, and well. just the fact like, that, that Han Solo and Carbonite is their coffee table I mean that's just again it's table. just it's, yeah. it's it's beautiful it's perfect but it does seem like toy photographers go from you know starting out hey here's a picture to kind of dynamic action oriented uh, atmospheric shots and then they move into the the world building, you know, building their own dios, their own sets. Uh, I've seen uh, plastic action go through this. I've seen Jason B. Michael kind of go through these stages. Um, so it, it seems VAP, as I like to call him now, because his name's too long, but he knows it, <laughs> is, has entered that stage of, of, of his photography and, and, and shit. Wait to see his shot I featured today just on our Instagram. I mean, he built a fucking practical planet for Vader to crack with the force like Thanos did in Infinity yeah. War. Like if That's you so insane, fuck it, let, let's just go look at that right now. Let, let's give him double billing here. That's so crazy. Look at this shit. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the hyper real Vader. Everything you see here, people, if you're on the live stream, if you're not on the live stream, we're looking at hyper real Vader with his fist up, just like the Mad Titan was in Infinity War. And behind him, you see this moon literally cracking in the center. Right. But if you go yep. look in the in the BTS, it's a real fucking moon that Sean crafted, cracked put shit in it to make it look like the, you know, the core was exposed. It's just amazing. Like, yeah, you know, people That's just beyond yeah, just, just the fact that, you know, Hey, I'm going to do a toy shoot today and I'm going to have Vader rip, a, rip apart a planet. Never in a million yeah. years would that thought ever cross this little bird brain of mine in terms of something creative. So, you know, that, that's why people like VAP, explode as they should i mean it's just it's genius the 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 idea just the creative capacity to think to do that and then obviously the ability to execute it with the um, level of precision that visual underscore approach underscore photography employees 
So yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. Crazy, man. So like Matt said, at visual approach photography on IG, go give him. He a got a lot of good use out of uh, all those props. Nick are from NECA. They're um, it, it, this wow. uh, a NECA prop pack. I don't know if it's the exact one, but the, the pizza, maybe even the little TV, the pork rinds, they're all from Ninja Turtles from the Ninja Turtles movie props. So, okay. Yeah. That makes well, sense. well used in star Wars as well from visual approach fo- photography. Go. All right. Well, that's the end of the top five this Woo. week and that's the end of our show. Matt, good to have you back. All right. And let's close this one. Yeah, out. I think I'm back for two more and then I'm, I'm, I'm out for my last vacation of the year, but we'll figure it out. Unfortunately, it is still during bad batch. So I'm going to be experiencing some of my SWTS FOMO and, and OCD. So I might bring my, my road set up just in case I really feel the need to, you know, talk Star Wars to a few of you on. on vacation. Yes, I'm that crazy. Yeah. I did it when I went to Rehoboth Beach. Nick and I recorded an episode while I was there. So, yes, I don't lie. But anyways, as Nick said, it's time to put episode 170 to bed. Maybe one of these days we'll get to 1138. You never know. Those That, that would be many, <laughs> many years down the road. Nick and I would probably yeah. be dead. Uh, but anyways, yeah. we appreciate you. I really do. You know, like, like, like the stuff Johnny said today, that's why I do what we do. It's the feedback. I would love the following. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. Anyone that says they don't care about a following and and they have a social media presence, they're on drugs. Unless it's truly just like a family account, but we are, we're, we're, we're trying to make some content. We're trying to keep people entertained, Star Wars fans in particular. So to hear that, you know, we're, we're a part of someone's regularly scheduled programming, you know, that means a lot. And, uh, you know, let's, let's get about a thousand more Johnny's and maybe one of these days I'll mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, it's all about shutting me up at this point, as I can tell from the feedback we get. So I'll tell you what, you know, if we, we if we have a, a thousands and thousands of followers deep, I promise you, I will just sit here and nod my head as Nick talks the entire time. All right. <laughs> So don't forget, my friends, if you are new to this little show called the Star Wars Time Show, make sure to head on over to StarWarsTime.net. That is our home base. That's where you're going to find all the content we typically talk about each week on the live stream, which goes down every Tuesday via our YouTube channel, which you can also find and auto-subscribe to by going to StarWarsTime.net. Just scroll down. You'll see it in the sidebar there. It's our lovely little logo. I'm the angry guy. Nick is the focused Jedi. But the real secret here, the special sauce, is that subscribe button. Click on it. Subscribe. We're good to go. All right? And speaking of it, if you're still watching this video now live, and if you haven't already liked it, or if you're not already subbed, go ahead and hit those buttons, as they say, in professional YouTube land, right? How'd you like my, my latest breakdown? I tried to do a call to action like all the famous YouTubers tell me to do. It got us a few new subs, so maybe it worked. Hopefully someone bought some Manscaped, because if you go to Manscaped right now, manscaped.com, you can save 20% off plus free shipping by using SWTS. So as you can see, my friends, the Star Wars Time Show through StarWarsTime.net and SWTS on Manscaped.com has you covered all things star wars because there's always time for star wars time that's why we do what we do it's clearly not for the fame and glory it's because there is always time for star wars time and besides 
You diehards know this. Let's get the new listeners to realize this. If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.